0: The podcast is part of the pod syndicate family for more criminally compelling
1: shows articles and conversations head to wearepodsyndicate.com.
2: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to episode 413 of film bastards my name is ian loring and as always i'm joined by
3: becky foster hello
2: everyone i'm matt foster hello everybody and um and now that our comic book correspondent has retired um admiral arthouse has been brought in to expand his horizons he's never liked a comic book movie none of them are black and white none of them are subtitled and none of them concern the travails of a donkey in estonia but we'll see how it goes who have we got this week
1: Jordan McGrath and saying that I know this is a comic book movie but there is a opera on this week which more um, I'd say targets myself as an audience
2: mm, mm. it's so uh we're delighted uh, to be joined by his film her movies Jordan McGrath obviously uh thank you Jordan. and um yeah we got quite a mix this week haven't we so jordan and i will be reviewing shang chi and the legend of the ten rings uh as mark and becky couldn't see it because otherwise their daughter wouldn't have got to work today so
0: well done you two um yep we succeeded <laughs> at parenting for once <laughs> we've grown like in previous years we'd have just been sat there just going god my, my watch she's beeping an awful lot it's yours during this
4: movie
3: i mean to be fair that's not even an in previous years thing that's an if she hadn't caught us before half past three thing <laughs> yeah because we did completely forget. Yeah. yeah we did
4: <laughs> okay
2: now <laughs> um so uh yeah jordan and i will talk shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and mark and becky will catch up with their thoughts next week uh we're also going to be talking about you know it's the start of september so um You've got a little bit of uh, Oscar season stuff starting to trickle through. Uh, So we have got the Cannes Best Director winning uh, Annette uh, with Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard ensuring the film a fairly wide release, which uh, is fair fucking play, but we we shall get to Annette. And um, kind of straddling the both, I suppose, um, we have got a catch-up review of Nicolas Cage's you think it's John Wick Wick, but with a pig but it's not pig Uh, and our latest patrons choice uh, my choice won again last week Um, let's not have that happen again next week people will start talking Um, so we are going to be having a look at Cameron Crowe's uh, second collaboration with Tom Cruise uh, the i think it's probably fair to say rather maligned vanilla sky and we shall see how we all got on with that uh we are a pod syndicate podcast we are podsyndicate.com where you can find uh written content and also the home of uh like-minded podcasts such as entertainment landfill the iron sequel his film her movie chin stroker versus punter and the rewatch project um and, uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Um, no bastards get sparkly again this week. Frankly, I think if I asked Mark and Becky to review another week, uh, another film, they probably just wouldn't have been able to get up in the morning. So it's uh, <laughs> prob- so hope hopefully next week. Um, also, Mark and I need to record our Casino Royale commentary at some point. Please, Mark, because I've got four Bond films that I need to cover before No Time to Die. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> Great. The <laughs> confidence of your answer is incredibly reassuring. <laughs> we'll get to um, that. <laughs> fucking out Right. Okay. Oh, dear. Right. So.
0: David Farfucking David, fucking a Die comes out, me and Ian are literally packing a record of commentaries for every single one before. <laughs> of what? Sorry? we'll do all the Daniel Craig we'll do all the Daniel Craig films back to back the day before oh
2: fucking don't tempt me I'd actually quite like to do that but god man that would be starting on a high and ending on a low with some lows and highs in between like that would be a fucking roller coaster.
0: it would be like when we promised to do what's it when we promised to do all of the Nolan films for for our Nolan one and actually what was it four in a week god damn we did it though we fucking did do it (laughs) Um,
2: I mean, to be fair, we were like we were still in a pretty big state of lockdown at that point. Things were open, but you still couldn't really do much. So uh, I think I think that gave us the space. Um, Fucking hell. Right. So news Um, Thought it was interesting that Shang-Chi's opening in the US caused Sony to go. Actually, do you know what? Venom probably should come out not the same weekend as Halloween Kills. How about the 1st of October in the US? Um Fuck it. Like, I'm half expecting them, like, next week to just turn around and go, do you know what? It's on iTunes on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'd just turn and go, you've already seen it. What? Just there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the new mutants turned out to be real. So... Maybe Venom Let There Be Carnage turns out to be real as well. Um, No release date move in the UK, which is unsurprising because it would put it the same weekend as No Time to Die. Um, But it's... October is... Like we were talking about last week, October is still a fucking minefield. Um, And yeah, again, like, what's what's out this week? Yes, okay, two very bastards films, Malignant and Cop Shop. Yeah. But you could you could really put a big film in this weekend and it would probably be fine. Yeah. So it, and next weekend, to be fair, it's re, it's really not until Bond comes out that it is a little bit like.
0: All right, then I'd probably leave it a few weeks. Yeah, um, so there's, there's a couple of like quite quite shy weeks, but then again, it, it, I, I'm good with that because it means Cop Shop is getting a full, quite wide release.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um Malignant's going to be interesting as well. I mean, I, you know, as we speak, um I don't think it's even screened for press yet. Um in the kind of like looking at Twitter that I've done, there are no UK press screenings. There is one in the US which is basically Thursday night and the embargo is essentially like after that's finished when it's already being pl- like played for previews in the US. So, I don't know what that means it's odd um but we'll see film's an 18 which is something these days so um it's probably going to be pretty full-on but yeah malignant we'll we'll talk about it um london film festival uh so um uh, becky and mark you might want to go to sleep for the next i don't know two two and a half hours (laughs) oh yeah um so, uh, George and I, and, uh, Lauren will be, uh, going to LFF. Um, and, uh, it, it's a privilege. It, it's going to be fun. Um, and yeah, George, what did, I, I mean, I, I'll ask, did the lineup surprise you at all? Or what, like, cause to, to my mind, it was a little bit, it's kind of everything that's playing elsewhere, but with, uh, like, I suppose like the big, Ooh, they got that had already come with like the harder they fall and the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, The rest of it felt to me a little bit like, okay, it's just everything that's been playing the festivals over the last couple of months. But what what are your thoughts?
1: No, absolutely. And I think it doesn't really, it it says that he has what 27 premieres, but they are mostly the smaller, smaller films. And it's, the the thing is it's the films that I've played with the way Played other places and got hype, which I'm excited about. Unfortunately, some of them are going to be where I'm not going to be there when there are like stuff like um, Red Rocket and Spencer yep. um, and the Hand of God. Unfortunately, I won't be there for. I just miss them. But mm. um, the stuff there, I've got the schedule up and there now. And
2: we're we're going to go watch the film where the woman fucks the car, Jord.
1: We are. Yeah, so it there's Titan there, there's Last Night in Soho, um, there's quite a few Netflix things, like there's one which I'm actually I'm quite interested to see called Cop Movie, uh, which is actually coming to Netflix on the 5th of November, Um, which is like a documentary hybrid about uh, Mexican police, uh, oh, which yeah. really does look really, really interesting. Um, We've both talked about the surprise film, what that could be. I have mm. two ideas, um, one being Dune and the other being the Card Counter. I probably think it's going to be the latter because Dune does come out very quickly after the festival. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's it is much too much of everything that's been playing. A lot of it actually in Venice, but that's what LFF is always is because it's the yeah. festival that last on the on the docket. Well, not last, but so, therefore, it, it gets everybody sloppy seconds. But otherwise, so some of these films won't be coming out until next year, which we get the privilege to see them early.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think having the world premiere of The Harder They Fall is a really cool get for them. Um, yeah. And I, is it the world premiere of The Tragedy of Macbeth, or is it the European premiere?
1: I haven't heard that being played anywhere else. So it could be world. And being yeah. in film, I'd probably say it could be world, yeah
2: if it's not playing Tiff, then it will be world. I I, I think it's probably fair to say, Um, but yeah. So I, I I mean, I'm not meaning to poo 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 it. I think it's a really, really strong lineup, but it's because, you know, films have been delayed for a year and you've got the ones that were meant to come out this year so you you do just have a really interesting load um i will say as well i, I you know I, I mentioned rob savage quite quite a lot on the show and uh, i'll be honest it's because he was yeah one of the re- one of the reasons because he was kind enough to actually come on the fucking show and he's a, like a good dude so i want to support him but dash yep. cam playing lff mm. is very cool um And they they released the log line of that, along with the LFF programme, which I hadn't seen previously. And it's like basically about a COVID denying right-wing vlogger who meets Angela in in speech marks. It's like, yep, I'll watch that for 78 minutes. Let's fucking go.
1: And a good little thing for Rob as well is Mm. that the last film of the festival, sorry, the last day of the festival is... A bit of a hodgepodge of all films from across the festival like for example you do get certain days which have certain films on so last day they, I would say like to try and get the best films and show everything he's included on that last day dash cam's cool. playing at 6 o'clock in Southbank NFT1 so that's a really premier screen at a prime time and he's like it's going to be there so fingers crossed that just means something to the quality
2: yeah, I'm fucking gutted that uh, I w- I won't be there for any of those showings. Um, yeah, gut like really, yeah, re- really annoyed actually. But it is what it is. It's the luck of the draw, isn't it?
1: Uh, regarding what's going to be available on on live for for press, um, that could be one of those which I think could be available, but we we have no idea at this point.
2: Yeah, I i've got i've got a worry that it's gonna turn back to how the online screenings were before last year mm. um you know like so for for context last year it was essentially this film that, that, that it was almost like a press screening schedule back at home so you'd have these films showing at these times um and you'd have like t- a two-hour window yeah, to start it or
4: something like there, that Oh yeah, I can still hear you, Jord. Jude, Mark, Becks, you still there? Yeah, yeah. still here. Okay. Jude,
1: just said something fun. Hello. Oh yeah, you're back. Oh, well, so I'm back now. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I have okay. no idea what happened
0: there. Ah, it's so all good. Um. Yeah, like so it yeah, it no, was it was like it, it, it was like you had to start it between like eleven and one, didn't you? And if you if you started between then, you just could just finish watching it within that within like a two hour period, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, um, which was
2: just like fucking brilliant, you know, like uh, it, 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 but. I it, it goes to this whole thing that we were talking about I think last week as well about um like the lap, like people kicking off about screeners not really being available and be it people being asked to go to the cinema. The distributors want you to go to the fucking cinema to see the films because a lot of the time like a, a film improves if you see it with a crowd yeah. and there's a buzz and things like that and I I, I get that um but after it, it does just feel like we. 2020 was not a treat of a year, but the way they they did that with LFF last year was a little bit have a treat because it's COVID. Um, it, it feels like the screen, the online screening library is going to be a uh, a lot less dense
0: this year. Um, I, I do find quite amusing. One of the films I was really looking forward to from LFF last year were, um is a film that has now been available to watch like freely. You can just watch it now. For like well over six, seven months, and I still haven't watched it. Supernova. <laughs> Supernova. Yeah, do you know what? I haven't seen Supernova. yet either. I seen Supernova. And, and the thing is, I bet it's really quite good. Um, but it was like it was it was like a hot fucking film at LFF, and then literally when LFF finished, just nobody spoke about it again. <laughs>
2: no, but I mean, like it came it came out in the cinemas over the summer, and it just seemed to come and go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
3: um there. we just need joy phase yeah
0: I, I do think there's an element of that to it that's it's the reason why i've not sat down to watch it i i think it looks it, lo- it looks very good but it looks like it's going to be a bit of a well i'm not gonna have a fun uh <laughs> minutes here am i no. um it looks like it, it's just going to be a little bit just oh well this is this is grim it's
3: dementia isn't it yeah dementia yeah Right now. And
0: as well when it's when it's two actors that are both very very good mm. uh, at conveying you know levels of emotion in uh, Colin Firth and uh, Sunny Tucci. Absolutely yeah absolutely mm. um but
2: also as much as I'm looking forward to the films like one of the nights, Jord, I will be getting shit faced with you and Lauren and well you can be in the room and I'll get shit faced if you don't <laughs> want to drink.
1: But, no, I, I will definitely be drinking. It's going to be good just to have that social aspect back. And I think, it's, I think it's my first London Film Festival since 2013. Wow. Um, because there was a whole controversy in 2014 where I didn't get accreditation, um, because we just uh, because of the magazine and it was kind of new. Um, and then I don't think I've been back. So I think that was the year where Whiplash was there and. Um, Zavier Dolan's mother and things like that. And yes, yeah, so it's been a it's been a good long while since I've been to a festival. I cannot wait, cannot yeah, that's, wait.
2: That's crazy. Um, and just seeing Dan Orty in the flesh again. It's that's oh, yes. been a while. Really fucking looking forward to seeing Dan and uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully catch up with Andrew and uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, uh, hope, Hopefully, um, and yeah. I mean, it'll be a laugh. But in terms of the films titan or titan what however you I, I need to see the woman fuck a car um uh the power of the dog um like i'm looking forward to see it and seeing that on a big screen i think will be will be really good um i might get a ticket for um anna lily amapour's new film um mona lisa and the Blood Moon. Yeah. Uh, which um, Kate Hudson's get, getting some good word for that, so I'm, I am I am very interested in that. Um, I think I might try and get a ticket for the uh, for the surprise film um, just on because uh, if it's June or The Card Counter, Oscar Isaac might turn up and I can rape him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I do think it's gonna be Card Counter. Yeah,
1: it, for it, me it feels, it, like it, it feels like yeah yeah it's regarding Timons and the fact that he's just played Venice. Dune, I think also, you've got to be thinking about timings. The surprise film starts at half nine. Dune is a two-hour, 40-minute movie. The, they aren't going to be having people like, getting out of um, the Royal, whatever it is, at 12 o'clock at night. They just aren't.
0: On a weekday as well,
2: yeah.
1: On a no, weekday, on a, on a Monday night.
0: I, 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 think, I think the card count is about 40 minutes shorter. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting out of the
2: cinema 11, half 11. That's going to be a lot more agreeable, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's LFF. Um, I mean, um, George, are there, are, are there any... So, last night in Soho, do you think you're actually going to be able to get to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's there on the Sunday morning. Um, so, therefore, I am there on the Sunday morning. So, it's 11.15 showing. Um, so, I think I'll be definitely getting a ticket for that. And... Yeah, I, um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think the second trailer's just gone up today. and That's, oh, that's good. A segue. That's a good segue. Should we talk trailers? Yeah,
2: let's go. So, yeah, second trailer for not- Last Night in Soho. I will be honest, not as vibing with it as I was the first. Um,.
1: Yeah, but it, just, I I kinda liked it. I liked it um regarding we got a bit more of what the plot's gonna be involving. Um and I'm just looking forward to a new make-a-right movie. I know it's very, very simple and very reductive, but yeah, I just want to see it, an make a right horror movie.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I did like with this trailer, it See, so I mean, God, if people don't want spoilers from the trailer, I don't know. Fast forward a little bit, but it just—I really, really hope it's not as obvious as Terence Stamp is old Matt Smith. Like, I need—I need it to be, and maybe that's not even going to be a twist in the film. But I just—I like—I—I I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not—I'm not particularly feeling that, and yeah. And also Thomas and Mackenzie, I don't know. There was some something about her voice in it that just felt very artificial and felt like it's going to bother me. But uh, that that's maybe just a me problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm also looking forward to an Edgar Wright horror movie. But I like that bit in the first trailer where like the hands start coming out, and then the way it, it's like her reflection of her eyes, and and then and then the glass cracks. That was such a cool Argento-y kind of moment. And it this trailer ma- made it kind of seem uh, like it's going to be not quite as full-blooded as that. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, Mark Bex, did you manage to watch this? It did only come out a few hours back, so no worries if you didn't.
3: To be fair, I'm I'm so hard in for this movie already that I don't really wanna see any more okay. until I see it. So
0: Yeah, I am with you on that, but for different reasons in the fact that I I am a little bit up and down with Edgar Wright movies. Mm. Um but the moment I'm so on last night and so I don't wanna watch something that That's might it.
3: yeah, you don't want
0: to, I don't wanna watch something that, that might make me go mm. Ah you see you yeah have, I, and now you lost me a little yeah. bit. I'd prefer to go in now, go knowing a little bit less, because the problem is this movie has a lot of things already that could have me going against it. Matt Smith. Uh, well, yeah, because I I think he's he's a little bit of a charisma vacuum in comparison to what other people seem to think that he is. I think Matt Smith is very much somebody who just
3: don't like Doctor Who.
0: It's not even Doctor Who. I I just think Matt Smith a little bit. If Matt Smith was as charismatic as Matt Smith thinks he is then jesus christ
3: <laughs> now i think a little bit though he's he's kind of failed foray into hollywood has maybe bumped him back down to earth a little but bit but then in, not quite panned out in that
0: it? um what's it one that we watched i can't remember what it's called um about the refugees that come over his house yes he's very good in that
3: yeah but i think maybe that's post-bump yeah, he went over there thinking he was going to be real hot shit because like, oh my God, I'm Doctor Who and everyone loves me in Britain, so everyone will love me in America and it didn't it, quite track.
2: He's in Morbius, baby.
0: Let's exactly. get ready. Again, again, Morbius is another film that feels like it like they finished shooting it a long, long time ago. Yeah, I will guarantee you Absolutely, for guarantee that Jared Leto has smart enough peyote to fucking to forget that he's
2: in Morbius. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, he'll be doing press for it, and he's like, "I don't quite understand why I'm here.
0: What is Morbius?" <laughs> yeah, he would be there going, "I was what?
1: I was I, I'm in this." <laughs> he's also mean, in a, the, very, the very, the very underrated, the very, Sorry. very underrated, um, and nearly forgotten, Lost River yeah he yeah, is it's great. He's lost river. and he's he's actually quite good in lost river yeah
3: he is yeah I watched that not so long
1: back actually
0: yeah lost river lost is a good film yeah
2: it's a, it, it's interesting because edgar wright tweeting the trailer said you yeah. know if you're already sold on last night in soho great here's a, essentially here's another trailer if you want to know a bit more and whatnot and it almost felt like he was saying. Go watch I probably you didn't watch this trailer, actually. And I kind of wish I took the advice. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I, th- I thought it was interesting. The uh, the reactions out of Venice seemed to be decidedly four-star
0: or two-star. Um, yeah. It was, there, was, there was as many people saying that it was uh, let down by its uh, obvious soundtrack and juvenile jokes as there was people talking about how great the soundtrack was and how uh the the jokes added levity <laughs> into the into the film
2: yeah i mean I, I i was i was a little bit i'll be honest i was a little bit relieved because like, in terms of the reviews because like the first the first things that played at venice people seemed to be falling over themselves to give five stars all over the place and like dune reviewed really well couple of exceptions but reviewed really well and it was it was kind of nice to have all right fine set set your expectations it's probably not one of the year's great films so now i can settle down and enjoy a solid four out of five like that's kind of where i am with last night in soho if it's anything less than a four i'll be
0: disappointed if it's anything more than a four that'll be great i am i am very much i am going to be very happy with a seven or an eight out of ten
2: yeah 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 Um, as long as i like it more than baby driver like, if I don't like it as much as Baby Driver, then maybe I've fallen out of sync with Edgar Wright. But we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to it. But, yeah, I wish I didn't watch this trailer. I
3: really like
2: Baby
0: Driver. I like Baby Driver, actually, yeah.
2: I need to re-watch it because, like, I've, you know, obviously since then, Lily James has become a massive factor in my life. So
0: um, <laughs> it's, so, so, so it might get a Lily a LGS bump.
2: I, th- I think it, I think it will get the Lily James bump, and I think the Ansel Elgort detraction was already there before he was revealed to be a whatever he is. Um,
0: not a gonna creep. say in case of slander, but I, I, I think I think it is currently he's just a creep. <laughs> okay, but yeah, still
2: I didn't like him before everybody else didn't like him. Yeah. Um, uh, okay so um, we've got the trailer for Mike Mills' new film Come On Come On where Joaquin Phoenix takes on the uh, bravest role of his career a normal dad <laughs> um, I, it, it look, looks alright <laughs> I don't know we'll see I like Mike Mills I, so I'll, I'll watch yeah, it But
0: yeah I don't know, it's just and Phoenix is a dad. <laughs> it's, something... just, it's a trailer for it. You watch it going, this looks very pretty. It looks very good. But it also does look like it could end up being a commercial for...
3: Life insurance.
0: <laughs> like, like AXA. Yeah. Or... <laughs> oh, wowee. <laughs> it does just have that kind of vibe. I'm watching it going... So essentially, it's a poem about fatherhood over some very, very pretty images for a movie that I'm hoping is i'm hoping it's a bit more fun than the, than the, what this makes it look like or a little bit more dramatic than what this makes it look like other than just a week in the life of a dad and his son
3: <laughs> yeah i'm kind of over the whole parenthood thing i don't know whether i'm there for this <laughs> counting down the days till isabel turns 18 so yeah it's um, one of those
1: films that don't It doesn't really need a trailer. It's like, Uh, you you, you think about trailers as these big marketing tools. It's like, it's a Mike Mills movie. How how do you make something to get people amped to see a Mike Mills movie? uh, I I like the guy. I'll go watch it, but I don't need to see a trailer for it. Yeah.
4: The the trailer gives you nothing. Mm.
1: That's
4: the problem.
3: Oh God, he did thumbsucker, didn't he? I hated dumb Sucker. I
4: got like thumbsucker. Beginners is incredible,
1: though. Yeah, Beginnings Beginners. Beginners is very, very good. Yeah. I'm not um, saying that one.
2: It did. Twentieth Century book. Women was his last one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. which was good. That's fucking good. Is Twentieth Century yeah, Women? Twentieth Century Women is good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we shall see. Um, talking of black and white films that are kind of like this kind of time of year stuff, Um Belfast. Um, yeah. Yeah. This looks like you think it's going to be poverty porn, but it's not. It looks like it's going to be fun, and it's going to have some drama in it, and it looks like Jamie Dornan is um, going to do good, and it just looks like a good film and good on Kenneth Branagh.
0: Yep, yeah. I, I I fucking love the trailer for this. At it, the it, it, you it, it, it start, you're going, oh, God. Brann's doing Ken Loach, this ain't gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you realise, oh no, Brannon's just gonna go, Hey look, Belfast looks neat, doesn't it? And you go, Yeah, it does. And you brought Jamie Dornan along for the ride.
3: <laughs> Jamie Dornan's pretty.
0: Yep. Future, future best song Oscar winner, Jamie Dornan.
3: Just while we're on this, someone raised this question on Twitter the other day and I appreciate it's because oh actually I think it was you that replied about Army Hammer eating people, but is <laughs> Death on the Nile just shelved now. Yes. Well, I want
0: it until and, until they realize what they need to do with the Hammerblower, then we then it shelved.
3: Just did, kind of did, just do like what they did with that Kevin Spacey movie? I, I really
0: thought they Death said.
3: On the Nile.
0: <laughs> I thought they said it was going to be February. Oh,
3: that's ages.
2: Away. They
0: did move to February, yeah, but then uh, it, it seems to have disappeared from like the schedules. I need a
3: big yeah, the be... movie in my life.
0: It did. It did it did
2: yeah i mean like god i just said it did it did it did my what is going on with my brain um so last year when the cinemas were of back open again before the the, the the big old christmas lockdown i swear to god death on the nile trailed before every single fucking film i saw yeah and now i don't think i've seen that trailer once like i miss that trailer now and i couldn't have said that before but i miss it now that Emma McKay girl, I'd like to see her in a few shots of a trailer, please. That would be that would be great.
0: It's it, it's almost like they're hoping that people will just forget about it.
3: <laughs> but they, they must have spent money, like a lot of money on it. It looks expensive.
0: It does,
2: yeah. It's it. They won't digitally replace Army Hammer. He will be nowhere to be seen in like the press tour and whatnot, and they will not talk about him. yeah yeah, it literally it will be that like i bet god i mean i don't know the story of death on the nile if if anybody does 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 his character look like they will be a major presence in the
0: story does anybody know fairly not the major character but fairly significant i believe isn't it bex Mm
3: -hmm. i think it's it they're all ensembles aren't they so that's the problem
2: but is is he's not like the one who gets murdered or anything is he not
3: do you know what? I can't remember. It's ages since I read it.
2: So, like, I, I imagine it would be a lot less of a problem if if he's, like, the Johnny Depp in Murder on the Orient
0: Express.
3: Yeah, because you know, they got away with that one, didn't they? When Johnny Depp was problematic when that came out, wasn't they?
0: Yeah. That, 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 those two <laughs> so movies. what we're saying do, do, is these movies like... are
3: cursed.
0: What, what we're saying is... They're
3: not quite Ian cursing Bond
0: but, cursed, no. but... But they're, but they're closer to, 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 to me and Ian c- cursing Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
2: god who's the next one then who's looking like they're going to be cancelled next that's a fun question isn't it it's a very
3: 2021 question who's
2: going to be cancelled next like who could be the 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 male lead in the next poirot film who will then be cancelled so you're probably thinking like a year or two's time um i'm gonna go with jacob Tremblay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Chicken Trumbullet's laughs> been, been, been sending dick pics to his fellow co-stars it Henry will be revealed really that he's like been sending dick pics to his mum and his
2: mum has been loving it that's <laughs> what's going to happen Did Ed Scurron
5: yeah
3: he looks like no, he's crying for something coming out about him in the future and getting cancelled he looks like a
4: woman I, I
0: reckon I reckon he's more the Henry Cavill thing and what's about to come out is just that he's actually quite a nice guy and like he grows orchids or some shit like that just something really funny fucking dull In like when massive when Cavill, chelsea flower yeah. show patron yeah yeah, yeah cavill's a game like a hardcore gamer he's sh- like he shocked the world by building a gaming machine last year on, yeah on, what is that um there's gonna do be somebody know, do,
1: there. Do, do, do you know who it could be and, Go on, it's Jordan. And, and it's just because of history of being like the biggest star and a revolving door of supermodels <laughs> it could be somebody like leo i think that he's oh, too big yeah. I, th- I, think, I think he's too beyond it i've got
3: all those bitches on nda because, well. because i title.
0: guarantee you that literally the minute one of the girls actually is is sort of ushered out of the door someone stops them and goes "Ooh, by the way would you sign this and then when they say no if they say no it's like okay should we throw out of a window on this floor or the next floor? <laughs> right, so, it's,
2: Mark. It's one of those.
1: It's, it's like, it's, how has not something of not came out yet? Because it's... I mean, I I think the guy is extremely talented. He's one of the best out there. But, yeah, it's like, how has something of not came out but, so but far? Also,
0: as well, what I will say there is, I don't think there's a single one of those supermodels that didn't want to fuck him.
1: Well, <laughs> no, true, true. <laughs>
0: So it's going to be somebody who is kind of like on the fucking fringes of of, of that, but not quite at that level. Like, you're surprised that somebody like fucking, like a Stephen Dorff hasn't fucking, what is it? But it's probably because he's not still as active as he used to be.
1: Mm. And Leo comes up in another trailer. So that could be a good segue.
2: Yeah. Fucking hell, George. Yes, mate. Let's go. Park, park, innit? Oh. Blimey, Charlie. Um, Right. So, yeah, uh, kind of a teaser thing for Don't Look Up, the new Adam McKay film. Um, I the fact that they mentioned Step Brothers and Anchorman in the trailer, it makes me have some hope that maybe this will be silly. But I am a little bit worried that that is just to try and maybe draw in. He, like I, a average non-massive no. film fan Netflix viewer I, think, I, said the opposite.
1: I think this is going to be a comedy yeah. I, I expected this to be serious from from that trailer and from DiCaprio's performance this is going to be a comedy and I did not expect that one bit uh, I was out, slightly so. interested by it because it's DiCaprio and Lawrence but now I am superly <laughs> excited for it because it could be just something so off the cuff um and a way more entertaining than it could be.
0: M- M- McKay said it is closer t- to something like Anchorman, but set in the um like the, the world of um Vice and what's it?
2: I, I I I yeah, I mean to maybe thinking about it to back that up, the fact that it is on Netflix on Christmas Eve yeah. makes me think that it's not gonna be a hard it, it's it's not gonna be another
0: vice. No. Um and I think DiCaprio got involved in it because um because of his friendship with Jonah Hill, and because DiCaprio said that he wanted to do a little bit more comedy stuff. Thing is, he's got a fucking Oscar now, he's got
2: he's probably got more money than God, you know, he can have women according to Noel uh Noel, fuck me. According to Mark, murdered for uh, merely shagging him <laughs> and refusing you to said sign
3: an what NDA. said about Leonardo DiCaprio while I was out of the room.
0: No, I said that 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 if they refused to sign an NDA, then he would have people who would might throw them out of a higher window.
3: So I got baste a chicken, and you're accusing Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: you from <laughs> <Bex. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> so Just talking about You got baste a chicken. Okay, that's what we call it nowadays.
3: It was no, it was a literal chicken, an actual roast chicken. No, you can him. yeah, and then you're just slandering
0: people. I wasn't slandering him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh you were you kinda were. Uh, oh no, no you were slandering God. him because you were telling me the, the truth, truth, weren't you, mate? <laughs> 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 I was giving him mad props. Wow. <laughs> I
2: will tell you what, I think I am feeling like we're in for an all timer this week. I've got to say, fuck me. Um, what, what yeah. No, I mean that's that's that, that's great, and I mean the cast is good, and I you know I'm I'm hoping that when they say in theaters they uh, December 10th they also mean in cinemas. I'd like to see this in the cinema, um, but if I can't, and if it is Netflix on Christmas Eve, you can bet your fucking ass that I'm going to be watching this on Christmas Eve with some beers and hopefully laughing my ass off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Watch it on our outdoor TV in the hot.
4: <laughs> Might do. what on christmas eve possibly
2: why not <laughs> why not <laughs> living life right um talking to netflix uh the trailer for red notice yeah um, i am i am looking forward to red notice it does look like the rock and ryan reynolds are almost just doing like what is our minimum viable product at this point and just like like going for that yeah um it looks flashy it look like it's got some good jokes in it i think uh ryan uh, reynolds calling what the rock was wearing a statement piece was great um but it just i don't know it feels like it's going to be two hours 20 minutes and you're probably going to go out of it saying okay that's another solid bit of money made for the rock and ryan reynolds and they've managed to promote some of their stuff and uh let, let's move on i'm i'm looking forward to it in in the way that i'm uh looking forward to just like a seven out of ten and it's just i i'm, I'm a little is this just kind of what what we expect from them now and i like i i do kind of like that more from ryan reynolds than the rock but I, I, I don't think there's going to be any... I, I don't think one of their films will ever surprise me ever again. I think it's maybe the way I'm going to put it.
1: I, I think it feels like a film that's been... And again, it's Netflix, so I don't mean to make a comparison. But well, maybe I do. It's a film that's written by an algorithm.
2: Yeah, straight
1: up. An Excel spreadsheet of, okay, we like these people. We'll put them in a movie. They normally star in these, and they do well. We'll have an action piece every so many pages. It, it's screenwriting 101 for, quote-unquote, a blockbuster. Oh, yeah. And it, the the thriller was fine. Um, so Ryan Reynolds, I don't know if it was just free guy. And I used to be the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan. But in that movie, I was a bit, am I bored of him now? Um and I would maybe like to see him do something a bit different um maybe go down a bit more of a, a dramatic uh avenue but yeah it's I, I don't think it's ever going to surprise anybody because i think you'll be able to tell what's coming 5 minutes before it actually happens because that's what those movies kind of do the, but yeah the, hey, the, the... i'll i'll watch it first here. The problem is,
0: oh well, no, problem. The thing is, now if you already know there's going to be a lot of like um, a lot of sweeping aerial shots, uh, and then it's saying like across like clouds or across like the water, saying like Miami, Shanghai, and things like that, it's going to have at least seven different locations across the globe.
3: I just need to have a really long break from the rock. I don't think I'll watch this. Yeah.
1: I think as well, it's it's just the fact that it feels a bit anonymous because even if you're going to make a blockbuster like Netflix has done in the past um, with Ryan Reynolds, I've actually forgot, is it six buildings or six, six underground. That yeah. at least had Brian Michael Bay doing it. So therefore it was a bit something else. Yeah. The film wasn't great, but at least you had a bit of a style to it where this is just one of the guys that the rock works with on, his lesser blockbusters. The, the mad thing
0: is, with Six Underground, uh, if that was released in the cinema, I'd have seen it by now. But it's not. It's on Netflix and I still haven't watched it. Yeah.
1: The first 20 minutes of Six Underground is well, great. Partially because yeah, everybody, everybody says that. Like, like,
0: <laughs> the opening half hour is brilliant. And then there's two hours more of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's exactly
2: it.
4: There's another Netflix movie um, trailer that came out. Uh oh! Fuck! You've lost me. The guilty. Uh, the new oh, of oh. on, uh with Jake
0: Gyllenhaal.
1: The original almost, of which? Yeah. Oh. So I've almost watched the original so so many times. Now uh, if I might have to.
0: The original
2: I actually watched as part of LFF, um, a couple of years back, and is good. Good movie. This. I, I, um, so judging by the stills, I haven't seen this trailer. Uh, I, I saw the very, very short teaser trailer. It basically seems like it, it's probably going to be the same film. Um, hmm. can I ask in the trailer, are there any scenes that are not Jake Gyllenhaal in no. like that call center? Nope. No, okay. I
0: imagine that'll probably be the case for this film. It, uh, it pretty much is in the credits, um, towards the when it brings up the. Like the credits at the end, the only actor listed is Jill and Hall. Yeah, like
2: um I'm trying I'm trying to remember now. Like he speaks to people on the phone, obviously, mm. but like not just the the, the the woman. Um but yeah, mate, mate no, I, I think there are other people in it, but it probably won't be any major people. But how how is this trailer? Does it actually
0: look like a film you, you want to watch? Because like the yes. based on the
2: original, I wanna watch it.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. Cool. Yeah, you, you've got different voices, but from what I understand, it's literally the only person you see in the film is, uh, with the exception of like a few people in the background, is Jill and Hall. But then you've also got voices Paul Dano, Ethan Hawke, Riley Keogh, Peter Sarsgaard, Bill Burr. Um, who else you got in there? Uh, and a, just a bunch of other people. But yeah, it's, it does. From what I understand, it is literally just J. Hall in a <laughs> Colton.
2: <laughs> is
4: it Fuqua directing it? Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: Fascinating, that. Yeah. Fucking weird we, career. Uh, uh, written by the uh, guy who makes True Detective.
2: Nick fucking Pizzolatto. Pizzolatto, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah and this is this is early october isn't it
0: yeah october 1st i believe yeah sweet yeah first october
2: cool great um i feel like oh yeah the many saints of newark new trailer for that came out Mm -hmm. um i mean like i i have limited experience with the sopranos but i'll i'll watch a gangster tale that i hope doesn't go over my head too much for two two and a half hours thank you very
0: much yeah, I, 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 I'm the same. I, I I would like to say that I will try and watch all the Sopranos before it, but I won't.
1: Like I think it comes out in mid-October, doesn't it? So you'd have to get started right yeah. now.
0: Ah, yeah, we started, didn't we? And we watched the first episode, and I enjoyed it. But that was like two months, two, three months ago, and we've not watched an episode since. That's on you. That, yeah, because because I look at it and go, I mean, I've got this far without watching the Sopranos. Yeah, but then
3: there's a new film coming
0: out. But I don't. want to do like hundreds of hours of research
3: yeah but you didn't enjoy
0: it along the way i didn't enjoy it on the way but i but i I just i i i I, I just don't wanna
3: your auntie tv thing's fucking weird
0: no because i don't wanna (laughs) just that's it i just don't wanna (laughs) i mean i fully concur with the i don't wanna yeah it's that that's that's my thing i i i just i get the feeling there's certain things that would have just benefited from watching it At the time And watching it on a week by week basis
3: yeah, But you didn't want to
0: No I didn't So what the footage has changed now
5: <laughs>
0: I had um, mentioned Sopranos And I didn't
2: can't... And uh, Last one for this week I think yeah. uh, The moon is fucked oh. up with us, guys. Oh,
1: oh, oh god oh,
0: I can't wait for this <laughs>
1: I thought this was a parody. I genuinely <laughs> thought this was a parody. When I clicked play, I thought it was a funny or die bit or something.
0: Honestly, when I saw when I saw there's a new there's a trailer for a new Rhode Emirate film and it was called Moonfall, I thought please, 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 please be about the Moonfall on the, on Earth. And then it was, and I was happy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, we never got Moon has fallen, but, you know, uh,
4: uh, yeah, uh, yeah. it
2: does. I can can already
1: picture the scene of just um, Gerard Butler there looking like um, he's got the moon on his shoulders. He's standing in Alaska. There's like a (laughs) centimetre between the two and he just pushes it back into space.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeets it back into space. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um i mean the, it just you look at it and just go that looks thick as shit but it it's geostorm you know just I, I i'm not denigrating it that looks thick as shit is probably more my kind of reaction
0: um can't wait let's go yep. why not i genuinely not even taking the piss one of my most anticipated <laughs> that's coming <laughs> up. <laughs> I because I know that I will stroll in there in the same fucking frame of mind that I went into fucking day after tomorrow and fucking 2012 going in going this is going to be big and fucking dumb and I am gonna love every fucking second of it
4: and I be I I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, okay, let's
2: let's talk Shang Chi. Um, get it done, and then Mark and Becky can uh, can contribute again. So uh this is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, stars Simu Liu, Aquafina or Aquafina, I can never remember. Uh, Tony Leung. Um, uh, God, there is a cast member in it that is actually a bit of a spoiler. Um, fuck. Um, Mark, does Becky know the person who's in it? Do you know the person who's in it, or do you care?
3: It's fine if can spoiler it. Yeah,
2: I understand. Yeah, okay. Ben Kingsley, uh, Menga Zhang, and uh, Michelle Yeoh. So, uh, this is uh, the first kind of, like, non... uh, Well, the first original character MCU film in a fucking... Well, since Captain Marvel, basically. Or at least original to these films um and it concerns it is, that, yeah, isn't it? yeah yeah it's been a while um and it uh it it's basically about shang chi played by simu liu um who a uh, runs away from um home uh when he is basically escaping the clutches of his dad played by tony leung's uh empire the ten rings uh he uh he has befriended uh katie played by aquafina but um the past kind of catches up with them on a bus and uh, they go on a uh, kind of like journey to see what the fuck's going on with his dad was like, why is his dad like trying to get these pendant things? Um, and it goes on from there really. So um, George, um, in, in all seriousness, like you, you, you do like your comic book movies and whatnot. Um, but this one had, an air of at times kind of like where it had some like wuxia kind of elements going to it or wuxia however you pronounce it w-u-x-i-a yeah um so did that get your art house uh boner tingling at all or was it just well, that's nice that they're there, but it it was there, but it was more lip service. Like, how do you think that that was kind of like integrated into the film as a whole?
1: I, from the trailer, it looked like there was going to be more, uh, which Mm -hmm. I was sad that there wasn't. Um, But that is, I think, the takeaway from this movie. Um, From the very first shot in a fight slash action sequence, It is so instantly recognisable that this feels different. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, was the breath of fresh air. It was the fact that the fight scenes, it wasn't fast-cutting. There was lots of swooping cameras. There was lots of nice shots. They felt totally, totally different. I don't want to say new because we've seen them in different movies, but for Marvel, it was new. Um, And that's where I got my fun out of this movie is just the way that um, Destin Cretton actually did that. Now, I'm not sure if he actually did direct the the action or if if he got an action director in there for him, but it felt great. I mean, there's a sequence in Tokyo, I believe, where him and another character, sorry, Sanchi and another character are backlit by some neon and it felt very skyfall um, in that but I did enjoy this movie and I don't know if it's just the fact that it's a new toy and I don't know much about Shang-Chi and that character and the the, the Ten Rings and etc but it felt fresh it felt good to be going to different parts of the world and these different cultures and the different styles of filmmaking on show and the fact that he has Tony young in it is my biggest thing. The fact that we've just seen Tony young not only in an English language movie because it is, is properly first, it's in a goddamn Marvel movie. Who could have seen that coming like five years ago?
2: Yeah, 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 quite. It's, um, I think that's interesting the whole kind of like is it kind of new toys that you're playing with thing and I I get that and I think the, the one of one of the strongest aspects of the film along with the with the fight scenes and yeah just to say the bus fight yeah is honestly one of the best action scenes I've seen in a Hollywood film in a while I mean like you know it don't get me wrong. It still looks quite. It still looks quite green screeny and whatnot. You know, it hasn't got the kind of verimiss, Verimis... Uh, verimissilitude, verimissilitude, How do you say
4: that?
2: So right? Yeah, that of tenet, say. Um, but it does look like these guys doing these fucking stunts, and they are impressive. You know, like the things around them aren't necessarily real, but the movements they they're doing are. And they're cracking like there's fuck there's one where Simu Liu literally swings up, like goes through a railing that you hang on to on like the top of a bus.
1: Yeah.
2: And then just like fully goes into that and then just like kicks someone. And it was just like fucking hell, you know, and it's like you don't I don't remember a Marvel film where you're looking at the action and going fucking hell. But I I did that a, a, a few times in that sequence alone.
1: It's by far the best fight sequence in a Marvel movie by some, somewhere. The way it's shot, but the actual action... It, and it might just be the fact that, at that point, they aren't superheroes. It's just a good fight scene.
2: Straight up. it, it It's hand-to-hand stuff, you know. And it's... Yeah. God, I mean, there was even one, one shot from, like, outside the bus, and it's kind of like looking at what's going on in the bus that had fucking like did it did make me feel like are they fucking referencing old boy here mm. you know
5: you know and it, it, it
2: that 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 was cool that is interesting shit that you don't usually think about or, or, or say while watching an mcu film and i you know i like my mcu films but you know you put the action in this against black widow and there's no fucking comparison like oh, it, oh, yeah. it, like it's it's ridiculous but as well as as i I mean i think a slight criticism of the film is for me that is the best action sequence like you like you said George, of the mcu and it happens about 20 minutes into a two hour 10 minute film Mm. so you know but also Simu liu and uh, aquafina are really really good together you don't but it's not really love interest stuff you know like i think there's They may be slightly leave the door open for that, maybe. But at the same time, they certainly don't have to do that. They're friends. Um, And she proves herself weirdly capable of getting involved in the action later on as well. Very in in a much more kind of like standoffish way than Shang-Chi but I thought that was cool that Aquafina is, is like a character in an MCU film that can handle herself. Uh, I just, you, would you have said that five years ago? You know, like the, that woman who's like the really interesting kind of comic relief in crazy rich Asians and, uh, oceans, uh, uh, oceans eight. She's going to be like a pretty pivotal character in an MCU film. And it kind of seems like she's going to be in them going forward, which is great.
1: Um, but, yeah, I... Sorry, go on, Joe. No, for me, it's just the fact that... See, I didn't mind Black Widow. I, I quite liked the dynamic between Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, but looking at Black Widow and this in comparison, this just has way more ba- bags of personality. It it feels like a good time when you're watching it. You're Like, I... I I have to really try and get it in my head to say her name now. Aquafine. I keep on saying Fenwa, and that isn't the same person. <laughs> yeah, that's they're,
0: they're not the same person, there, John. They're very different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the dynamic because she does start off as the the comic relief, but her arc in it, it gets a little bit more serious as the story gets a bit more serious like she isn't always there just wise cracking jokes it, it always feels organic when she's there and doing that but yeah it's i I just, I just i love being on the journey i love finding out this character the dynamic between the family um the whole mythical angle of it all but yeah it's even like the the ten rings themselves i love the physics of it i love how they worked i love how they they were used um it was just something different, and I will go back to like that. New toys, things. I don't know if it's just that, and the fact that it we're getting into a place where Marvel is going full sci-fi and full fantasy. It's it's going down into a place where it's built up such a brand recognition, and people love these movies that it's pushing the boats out. Without people really realizing that they are doing so, like they've start they started with um, cards close to the chest with like real life stories, and then they've got a little bit more out there and a little bit more out there where I don't think the general audience actually understands what they're doing because this one does go and I said I saw but full on fantasy, and it's like if you started off with a, f- a film like this within like the MCU, it would get panned for being too over the top or too fantasy where people just want to eat it up with a spoon now and i think it's marvel being good salesmen and good researchers and being able to measure their own story but also give the the audience what they want
4: yeah yeah absolutely um
2: and it, yeah i mean i'm 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 i i don't think i don't think it's a perfect film like i say i think the like the real like heart racing stuff is like 20 minutes in but there's enough story there to and 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 humor there um to get you through the rest of the way i like the third act when it's just like they're on a dragon and they're fighting another dragon i i check out
0: if i'm does honest it, does it fall at the trap of the of a lot of it um a lot of the marvel movies of the last app just becoming a CGI thing, smashing into things.
2: Yeah, I I, I think it, maybe, because we were talking on WhatsApp about this and thinking about it, I think it's maybe not quite as much as I was saying, because there are a lot of people in in this battle. But it is literally dragon versus dragon for a bit of it. And it's like, I, I, I kind of, I don't care about this, because what I care about there's there's something because I I don't want to spoil it too much because you guys haven't seen it but there is something that happens maybe about fifteen minutes before the end of the uh, like or like ten minutes before the end of this particular battle which feels like that is the end of the emotional arc of the film I do you know what I'm talking about George Yeah 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 and for me there after that I'm like kind of don't care what happens in the this battle after this point
1: I think it's the one thing that got me regarding that and I mean you've mentioned this I didn't really want to spoil it but the fact that yes it does go into a CGI fest if you will but this isn't and not to not to um criticize the film but this isn't Spider-Man fighting um Michael Keaton and getting thrown into buildings, like in, in New York City. This is two dragons fighting, and we're talking about two dragons fighting in a Marvel movie, and that for me gets me enough through of just how fantasy it goes. It's it it is just. I didn't expect to go in there, but I did expect to go and see Dragons Two in the trailer. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's something totally new and. There's these soul-sucking winged demons and where are these stories going now? Cause are we now going to see Spider-Man fighting these winged demons or some variations of those? Are we going to get fantasy elements bleeding into New York City and things like that where, where now we can go it, it, it knows no bounds. It's we're dealing with multiverses, and we're dealing with fat, um, fantastical creatures. It's bonkers to see where this entire thing started with Iron Man in a Humvee getting blown up. It's it's totally, totally fresh.
4: Yeah, 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 I think that's... um uh, in, in
2: terms of the context of the MCU, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I kind of feel like maybe we've, uh, we've said our piece on Shang Chi. It's as, for me, as solid a four out of five as you're ever going to get. Like def- that, yeah, definitely not shit. Looking forward to, looking forward to taking a look at it again. You know,
1: um, I mean, it, yeah. And Simu, Simu Louise um Superb in the lead as well. He just, yeah, he's great. He, he has charisma. so the chemistry with him and uh, Aquafina is superb. Even the chemistry that he has with um, his sister character, I get that as well. It's just, it's one of those, it has great action, it has great visuals, it's got an interesting <coughs> story that oh, yeah. takes it into places where I didn't really expect. What more could I want from a Marvel movie?
2: Sorry, I think the girls might have just got home. The dogs got. <laughs> um, just to say as well before we move on Benedict Wong. Yes. It's fast becoming one of the great supporting characters in the MCU. Yeah. Because yeah. he's fucking brilliant at exposition and he's fucking funny.
1: Yeah. 100%. He, agree.
0: It, it, uh, so he's in this then? Briefly. Briefly. Because.
4: The
0: he's always great when he pops up he, the MCU films. He just adds such a a charm to them. Like, it just... He's
2: this guy who's, like, super, super serious, but also, and like, the, the character, but also doesn't mind fucking about. Yeah. And it's like, the, the, the mid-credits is fucking perfect, because it's this blend of, oh, here's what's coming in the future, but also just a very, very fun... Bit with him um yeah yeah um i fuck it i really like I, the fact that he's going to be in in no way home he's obviously going to be in doctor strange too like benedict wong must be like well they signed me up to this 10 film contract and <laughs> i so didn't think they were actually going to pull the trigger on it this is great <laughs> you know like it, and, you know he's he's a guy who's like been active for fucking ages he obviously he's in my beloved sunshine and um Like now he is going to be getting like residual checks for the rest of his fucking life, for just having fun as a side character in these MCU films who then also is side enough that he doesn't necessarily need to get involved with the press tour shit. Unless he's like, yeah, fuck it, go on then. That'll be fun. I'll do a bloody wired, autocomplete interview. Why not? You know, like, (laughs) fuck it. That's got to be, like, the fucking dream Venn diagram shit for an actor. And Benedict Wong is fucking doing it. All power to the guy. Definitely not shit.
1: Yeah, definitely not shit for me.
2: How
0: was the poll, Mark? The poll was definitely not shit, 67%. Touching cloth, 22%. And shit, 11%. So, yeah, overwhelmingly, I would say people have been quite positive about it.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, Yeah, no, I don't think that's fair. Right, so let's bring Mark
4: and Bex back into the room. Let's talk... Annette,
2: directed by Leos Carax and starring Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard and Simon Helberg. Um, Annette is the story of a uh, comedian, uh, kind of like a provocateur comedian played by Adam Driver and an opera singer played by Marion Cotillard, who fall in love and uh, they have a uh, baby, baby Annette, uh, who is a puppet, uh, not in the film. Uh, At least I don't think she is in the context of the film, but she's presented as, no, she definitely isn't uh, presented as a puppet. And uh, she's got a very nice voice uh, like her mother.
4: Um, So Becky. Annette, I am fucking
2: fascinated to see what you made of Annette. Um, Do you think it was long enough?
3: I think it probably was just about long enough yeah yeah you know get everything in there that it needed to all that repetition of the lines in the songs and stuff like that you know you really needed those lines repeated at least 20 times so yeah if they'd made it short they wouldn't have got that that level of repetition in there
2: um <laughs> mark <laughs> hello did you think it was long
0: enough? Uh, I mean, I I I think it's almost become a catchphrase. I think the majority of movies are too long, um, and that is too long. Uh, there's there's no getting away from it. It's um, it it, it does it does meander too much. Um, for it. Um, I I do think I I am I am a lot more positive on it than Vex is. <laughs> In the sense that. I I agree. I think that that um, the overall
3: the songs were shite.
0: I think I I, no, I think the music is very very good. I think lyrically it is it is almost laughably bad. At oh point. yeah, yeah.
3: The music when it's just music and there's no one
0: yeah repeating but, the same
3: but, shit over and over again.
0: <laughs> but my issue always has been with with uh, Sparks as a band uh, is that they music they're very good, but lyrically they basically write jingles.
3: Mm. I'm, I'm unaware of
0: that. And so it, it, it's a little bit like that. But in terms of the overall of the film, yeah, it's too long. But it's very,
4: very, very, very pretty.
3: Oh, it's beautiful to look at, yeah. And it's, it's very, very well
4: acted. Yeah. George, did you think it was long enough?
1: Um... I could be the different ones. It's, I I could have sat there for what another forty minutes. Um, this is my favorite fictional film of the year. we be honest going on in it. I'm a big Leo's cracks fan, but it's bold. It, it, it's beautiful. It's and I, I WhatsApped Ian whilst watching it, and I think as soon as you really realise that it's an opera and it's not a musical, so therefore like. Lyrically, it's not going to be a musical. It's not going to hold your hand through the songs. It's there much more. The It's it's a bit more on the nose. Um, I clicked into it and said I was on its wavelength. And it just took me on a trip. It, it's risky as all hell. The fact that they even made this movie, the fact that they've got the people who are in it, the star in it um i loved
2: loved it so the reason why i was asking this question was um because and actually jord kind of stole my thunder there um i probably could have watched it for three hours um i thought it was fucking brilliant um so uh, a disparity we have um but yeah, I really really vibed with it. I I get that the lyrics are repetitive and whatnot and it but it just kind of felt theatrical in in that regard for me. Um I thought the the I fucking loved the start. Yeah. Like I, I really really liked it. Like it was just it I I thought it was really discombobulating and um, just kind of settled me in for a I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen here and I'm, I'm just going to kind of go with it mentality um, I mean
3: I really I really liked the start and I was like oh okay yeah do you know what this could be quite interesting mm. and then it it just do you know what the, art is subjective it was not for me the, 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 the songs pulled me out of it just too much The 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 songs being as bad as they were the lyrical songs ruined the rest of it for me
4: You're gonna say something, Mark? Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed the the opening
0: of you having the idea of correct um, layering the the images over itself in a a kind of like as you had the band sort of setting up. You had a you had the relationship of you started off with like one image and then as as a another sort of uh, get like and then you had a a drum beat going and then as like a keyboard thing came in you had another image that started layering over the top of it like that and then eventually when the band fully stopped he stopped layering those images and it went all crisp and clear and so it, it was such a nice fun way to kind of play with the idea that that both musically and uh, visually it's things layering on top of things. And then the idea of it being, you know, the song, it, that's not part of the movie. That's an introduction yeah. to, to the movie is, again, a really clever way to, to play with this hmm. um, and then bounce you into to the movie. So, you know, things like fucking driver pulling out his wig and putting it into the side of his jacket. Um, and then you know, other bits like that that kind of set it off. Uh, the fact that that uh, Marion Cotillard gets into that um, Escalade and then it appears like it's like she's got in it and G- Carrots has forgotten to ask Marion Cotillard if she can drive because it doesn't look like she like it, like she's actually that confident in driving it off. Whereas right. we know that fucking what's it? He's just gonna speed off in what's it on his motorbike because driver looks like the kind of guy who has a motorbike. Uh, but yeah, I I. I I, I really enjoyed it as a, as a literal thing to, to fucking look at. <laughs>
1: and, and I think regarding the, the lyrics, what I think it did there was if it was a normal musical, people would be thinking about listening to the lyrics and, and, and go along with the songs where this was very much a visual story where hmm. the, the music and what they're saying is not really there to push the story. It, you, you don't need the music to actually tell the story. It's very visual, the way that you'll be able to get the ebbs and flows of the plot and the dynamics between the relationship just by the actions and just by how Driver and Cotillard do it.
0: I, I was, whilst I was watching some bits of it, I was really enjoying the visuals and then going, oh my God, oh my God, will you stop singing that fuck- Line over and over again, and it was it was it was pulling not to the same extent I think as you, Becky, because you just fucking hated it. He's a really good. Um, good Yeah, that it was it was kind of dragging me completely out of it in terms of in terms of that because
4: it just there was a little element of I get it, but you, you need to.
0: It, it, it felt a little bit at points like the two were fighting against each other too so much for me. Mm.
3: There was a disparity as well. I said this to you earlier, didn't I? Up against the banality of the plot itself, and then the the sort of interesting uh, way that story was presented, like the way that the, the visual elements of it were actually put forward, even down to like the wooden doll mm. um, bit, which could have, I mean. It could have not worked quite spectacularly mm. but it, it, it works it works fine but then the story versus the visuals it just there's not that same level of quality there the, the story's just dull
2: Is it, that's the thing i quite like the story <laughs> i don't know i thought the um I, I i thought driver was like just really interesting this like uh, p- portrayal of a just a fucking dick who doesn't really realize what he's got and just surrounds himself in shit that's gonna make him feel validated and like a big man and whatnot. And then he's undone by his kid. And uh, that, uh, like the, I mean, that last fucking scene, it kind, of, it kind of destroyed me to be honest. And it, it, it almost sounds obvious, but when it, when it's basically cuts from puppet Annette to a real fucking girl and then she's basically singing at her dad about how her dad cannot love her anymore um extremely in my wheel shit in my wheelhouse for emotional manipulation do not get me wrong um but yeah and I, I like I, I it really really fucking got me um it's so a real shame they
3: brought her into it earlier. To be fair, she was very good.
0: Mm. Well, the, well, that girl, yeah, she was great. Yeah. I, I, I get why they didn't. Oh yeah, I get why they
3: didn't.
2: But like, the, the
0: symbolism of why of why yeah. they didn't is there, but yeah, but she was she was very
2: good. Yeah, I, I I mean that's I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting to look at throughout the whole thing. I I thought the kind of more audacious aspects were just entertaining and i think that's what they were to be i mean obviously the the much talked about adam driver (laughs) singing while eating marion cotillard out is um you know it's done so kind of like matter of fact in the film that it it just makes it funnier um i I, yeah I, I, i i like george said just extremely into what the film was doing but it, I, I, you know i wouldn't be surprised if i if i watched it in a bad mood and i might have been a bit like oh fuck off about some of it but i wasn't i was i was just in in the mood for it and i yeah. I, I, I think i think that helped.
1: i mean it's one of those films where i'd never recommend anybody who isn't like "Quote unquote a cinephile," like I would never go to me to my mum and dad and say, "Do you know what you should watch? You should watch a twenty-minute <laughs> 20 pseudo-opera <laughs> about a really horrible, horrible man who uses the females in his life to try and get on top of the world, but then just comes plummeting back because he can't take the fact that he's not the one with the talent."
3: So I think the failing that I have, like, I can't really get on board with films where there's not a likable character to latch on to
0: to root for. There
1: isn't like even Marion
3: Cotyard's yeah, not particularly likable, she's wet.
1: No, there is
0: a likable character, that's the thing. No, no. No, god, no, god, no, she's literally a puppet. Um, <laughs> Simon Helberg oh, oh Hellberg, Helberg, yeah, all right, yeah, and, and I'll be honest, his when he comes essentially back into it after um, Cottyard is. Uh, has died, and you've got his song. I thought that was fantastically done. The, well, the where the camera's, camera's what, spinning around him around, and he, and he, and he has to keep sort rules. of essentially hang the on, song hang on a stopping <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, to conduct what is it. I thought that was the, the best musical piece yeah, in, the, in the thing. Um, without question, I thought that was it was fantastic. and I, I thought he was very good, but he's an actor who is very famous for one thing, mm. but everything else I've seen him in that isn't that one thing he's always really really good and he's always really really interesting and I like the fact that you've got you occasionally get these um actors who become famous for one thing you know Daniel Radcliffe's one and bits like that who go do you know what there's my there's my bank you know Simon Helberg is going to be able to live off the residuals of um Big Bang Bang for the rest of his fucking life because Mm -hmm. they will be it gives him the freedom to do um, And, it, to do and he can go out and do whatever the fuck he, he, he wants. I if not think for it that, um, that to do this, he literally, because of some kind of quarantine rules or something like that, he had to become
1: a French citizen <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. to do it. So now he has dual nationality.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's even the um, the, the musical talent of him, because like, he has a pl- uh, piece where he's... T- actually playing the piano, Play the piano like, yeah he, he plays the, the yeah. lyrics just doing it, it's so literal and that's why I think regarding the lyrics is like like everything that's been sang is just so literal there's no there's no flowery metaphors it's it, I love you so much or <laughs> may we start or you know what I mean it's it doesn't try and beat around the bush it's just saying this is the vibe of the scene this is what we're going to be singing about yeah it might be repetitive but yeah that didn't affect me and which if it affects people it you know what I mean? It's it, it can't be it can't be I mean I can see it being a Marmite movie of like anybody who will think... flick on this on Netflix on a Thursday night who would not <laughs> yeah. like full on movie goers are gonna be like off within two seconds.
0: Yeah, but I, I I think you could say the same thing for um for Holy Motors. That's you could I could see why some people yeah, yeah. would 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 adore that. I love Holy Motors. Um but I could see why I and I've and said, I had conversations with with, with with people who um you know and again without sounding film snobby on this, you know, people who would be self-confessed cinephiles have a conversation about Holy Motors who've gone, it's just pretty bollocks. It's shit. And I've been like I, I'm not gonna disagree with it, it's pretty bollocks, but it's pretty bollocks that I like looking at a lot. And that's where I was with very much in the similar vein with, with with Annette I, I, I wasn't I wasn't connected with the, the story in any way whatsoever uh, but it fucking looks great <laughs> and I, I enjoyed that aspect and like I said musically I think it's great yeah yeah I it, it just um
2: it, going back to that Simon Holberg thing where it was spinning around him it like maybe it was just me but kind of realising as it was going on that the thing that he's conducting is uh, like directly accompanying what he's talking about and like the mu- the music's fitting into that like I thought at first it was just like he was doing a random bit of fucking conducting and he's like he's just gonna go for it every like when he needs to every now and then and he's gonna get back to it but then the way that it kind of like vibes with his emotions like it just that that really that really worked for me Um, and like you say Mark I mean like that dude like doesn't actually have to probably do a job for the rest of his life, and he, like he directed a film a couple of years back as well, and it was just this like small comedy drama thing, and it, I I,
1: I well, like that wasn't very good unfortunately. But...
2: Oh, was it not? Okay. I, I
1: remember I remember seeing it in Edinburgh Film Festival, but
2: um... yeah, but the fact that the he's he's trying for that, and he's like, yeah, I'll be in the the Leos Carax film.
0: I mean, yeah, that was the We'll okay. Never Have Paris, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, yeah, I actually didn't mind it. <laughs> it,
2: it. It's, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I mean, like, Adam Driver has literally been trying to get it made for years. Like, he was attached very, very early doors, and I've been trying to get it made. And I just, I like that Driver, who produced the film as well, is is just like, I'm going to use whatever force I have to get this film made. And, like, like, yes, he's a movie star, and he plays the game, and he's in ads and whatnot, but, like, he seems to be... He's he's walking that line of, like, having quite a quiet private life, and not necessarily seeming to want the fame, but then getting it because of the projects he's using, and then using that to make interesting shit.
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely, because, I mean, he started on Girls, Girls got him Star Wars, and now he's finished with Star Wars, which, I mean... Looking at his physicality, he by the end I don't think he was enjoying anyhow, but he actually still delivered good performances. And now he's starring in Noah Baumbach movies and starring in Leo's Karak's movies. That yeah, I like that. It's it's a Robert Patterson approach.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and the but then he's, he's also got in, two Ridley Scott films in so <laughs> the rest of the year as Ridley well. Films yeah. opening back to back. Like he's he's. Him and his agent are doing things right, but it, it, it's just the fact you do see him in like fucking ads for like brightling watches and for fragrances and stuff like that, you know. But he, he but he also just seems to be a, a you know ex marine is like married. I think lives in New York and kind of like tries to have a bit of a quiet life privately as well. He's not like doing the Leo thing.
0: Well, listen, um, to, listen to this though as well. This is. Ten years. He made his acting debut with uh, film wise with uh, J Edgar in twenty twelve. Just this is just a random collection of the what is it? Um Eastwood, Baumbach, Spielberg, Cohen, Abrams, Jarmusch, Scorsese, Soderbergh, Spike Lee, William Johnson, Terry Gilliam, Louis Caracts, and Ridley Scott. That's the so far the, the guys that he's worked with. hmm You know, he's, that's anybody, any actor out there who who could say, would would love to to say, I've worked with, with those fucking guys. It's like he's ticking off people that he wants to work with. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's pretty cool because as well, he's, you know, you've got blockbuster um, things, you know, from things like, um, Star Wars, but you've got sort of very um, art housey things like um, Annette. But then you've also got things like Jeff Nichols' uh, Midnight Special thrown in there. The Jar stuff is done. Um, you know, he's also talked to the side characters in things like um, Logan Lucky and, and, and bits like that. He's he he's definitely somebody who I might not always like the films that he's in, but he's an interesting guy in terms of for what he's picking.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: quite. He's got interesting sensibilities, both both commercial and art house, and it's uh, he's he's treading that back, that line well. And he's in in Baumback's new one, is he? The uh, adaptation of White Noise. Yes, um, which uh, like personal pro- probably most anticipated film of next year because that fucking book
0: slaps. Um, so yeah, um, would cool. be would be up there as one of my most anticipated of next year as well. But it's not. What do you mean would
2: be? Are you dying?
0: No, I just, my, my relationship with Norbal back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay, fair enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I think we're at the end of that. I'm definitely not shit, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to where, where your rankings go, Mark and Bex, but yeah, definitely not shit. Bex?
3: I think we had a ranking for this, that it's like, I can say it's definitely not shit,
0: but isn't, it's just not for me. Isn't it? isn't it your what's it one
3: um thanks i hate it yeah yeah thanks i hate it
0: because <laughs> I'm, i i i definitely not shit it's, it's a four out of five for me
3: i just you know what if i could watch a version of it without all those shitty songs in and with just like either better songs or dialogue i think i'd really enjoy it
0: I, I yeah yeah I I can agree that I do think that the the, the 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 sparks element of it is what lets the whole thing down and stops it from being a five out of five banger for me because I was really fucking on board with it and I was really enjoying it but yeah I'm definitely not shit.
1: Jordan? and I'm definitely not shit too.
0: Okay sweet.
2: Uh right. Um I'm gonna get a drink. Do we want to take a general
0: pause or um continue I, 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 on with what I, we've been watching? I, 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 I'm gonna get a drink as well, and and I I think I have won what I watched.
3: I want to go base my chicken. Um, you
4: do- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right, back in a sec then.
0: Wow, is is this real? E4 are actually gonna have a show called The Holden Girls.
1: Oh God, I saw it before. It sounds absolutely horrific.
4: But, no, it's not. Apparently, apparently it is a real show. Wow. Do you remember when E4 used to
0: actually have comedy on it?
4: (laughs) Hey, you like my voice, don't
2: you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you, and go listen to His Film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on, and let His Film, Her Movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. CSVP Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one. Fight. (laughs) Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England who enjoy their media in very different
1: ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet.
2: The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives.
0: Double KO. Round two. Fight.
5: Fight.
2: You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places the podcast can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I no, just just getting confirmation. It's just, that's the third time though. I mean am I is this on. Let's do some uh let's do some what we've been watching then. So uh Jord. Uh,
1: anything Ooh, to start on to... with me. So, yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> I've only watched one film um this week that wasn't one of the main reviews. Um uh, me and well going on that off off on topic of that, me and Lauren doing the timeline order Marvel movies. So doing that, but today um well not today, but I watched nineteen sixty three's The Whip in the Body, Mario Barber's The Whip in the Body, um, starring the one the only Christopher Lee. And this is a, a gothic horror, um, very much in the the blueprint of those hammer horrors, the universal monsters. And it's, I mean, it's not great. Visually, it's excellent. I mean, the plot is way for thin, but you do expect that with those sorts of movies. It's just, Barber is like the Argento. It's just, I will watch anything that they produce just because and I could watch it on mute because <laughs> they are that beautiful to watch. Um it like there are scenes, the scenery within it, but the use of blue and red light, it's in one scene, like there's a character walking down a, a, a corridor and on one side he's baked with red light, but then he'll walk into the shadow for a split second. When he comes out the shadow, the other side's bathed in blue light, and that just keeps on going. And it's it's so visually lush and, and and visually rich that anything regarding the kind of S and M style plot, uh, the movie regarding a ghost coming back to to haunt a family who who could have killed him and and his. Um, a strange lover. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I like, I like the ham. I like the campiness. I like the fact that it does have that universal, um, monster movie feel to it. And Christopher Lee is sometimes just standing in a scene, no, like no reaction in his face. People look at him and scream. It's great. Nice. <laughs>
4: I mean that's
1: that's uh that was the whip in the body. That was yeah, All it's Chris right. Lee one, isn't it? It's Chris Lee, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I thought it was, All yeah. Right. I'm mm. watching it about ten years ago, and it's 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 a lot of fun. <laughs> nice.
2: Any um, anything else, George? No, that's it from me. Okay. All right, sorry, um, I cut off slightly earlier on, so I think I think maybe I missed something there. Um, okay, no, fair enough. Uh, whips, cool. Um, Mark and Becky, over to you. What have we got? What have you been watching, Bex? I
3: only watched one on my own. Um, yeah, uh, I watched, uh, I rewatched Rocket Man because just keeps popping up on Netflix that it's on there and
0: I fucking love it. You just gave it up and went, ah, oh, fuck it. Why not? It,
3: it, it's those thick thighs. They pull me in every time.
0: <laughs> is it, 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 he Lily James?
3: Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine a film where they were both in it together? It'd be amazing. Everyone would love it. Um, no, it it's, it's really good. He's Rocketman. And coming out in the same year... Yeah. Mm? Oh, right. In the same slipstream as that other piece of shit that came out.
0: Um, oh, rhapsody.
3: Yeah, the movie that shall not be named. Um, you know, it, it's probably not super accurate, but at least it's got the person that's mainly being portrayed's blessing, which I think is important. Which obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody couldn't. But they did a real fucking number on the main character in that one. Whereas at least this one, like I say, it portrays him the bad sides as well. But he was involved in it. So it's a completely different thing. And I was talking to someone at work about it and saying it's I find it, it every time I watch it, I kind of. I'm reminded of, like, when he's sat in the therapy room and he gradually takes off all the kind of trappings of his fame, all the little bits of his costume until he eventually takes the glasses off and he's just sat in, like, a dressing gown. And it's, like, yeah, it's heavy-handed and it's not exactly subtle or anything, but it's, like, stripping back the layers to to get him back to a bit of normality. And then that bit where they all come into the room and they're talking to him and he... um like he's talking to his mother and his father and he's talking to Bernie and then he gives his younger self a hug. It, it, it's just, it's quite, I find it quite emotional. And I always cry. It's like Dancing Queen for me. I had another good cry movie this week. Oh, this yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I love it. And with with, with movies that I really like, like first time round, I always get a bit nervous that they're not going to hold up on a rewatch. like i get nervous on every rewatch even if i've watched it a few times which i have with rocket man um but yeah i think it just gets better and better for me and the musical numbers in it are really really good um the bit where he's like sat after he's um overdose and they just kind of he goes on a circuit through hospital and then straight back out and he's he's backstage getting ready and he's just like trying to force himself to smile um in the mirror before he goes out and it's just it's just horrible, really, and sad. Mm. But he's fine now. Yeah. Three million years sober, married, kids, living his best life.
0: Yeah, Which, I, I think the one thing I think can agree with is Elton John's doing all right. Yeah.
3: He did. <laughs> 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 I mean, it could have gone like a completely different way, couldn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah that's true.
3: And he didn't. He sorted himself out and then he sorted loads of other people out as paybacks to the universe so Mm -hmm. good on him
0: i think i think one of the weird things about as a musician is i think people forget like literally he is one of the best-selling musicians of all time Mm -hmm. like not just like one of like the top 30 best-selling musicians of all time like Mm -hmm. one of the top five you know he's up there with (laughs) with with like the beatles as Mm. one of the all-time best selling
3: It's very good
0: well it was i was yeah. yeah i think the only other thing we watched t- together um uh, because of our mad week that we've had mad week. <laughs> uh was the fog
3: yeah we did yeah i
0: love the. what jc's yeah yeah, I
3: think
4: yeah. It after you oh, watched last week yeah. i was
0: like yeah they need, need, need to watch the fog so we watched it saturday night was it yes yeah when i watched the fog saturday night um it's i I really like the fog
3: it is very very good it's quite um it's quite low energy though isn't mm, it but um but it's it's still got that kind of tension to it
0: yeah but i really dig that about it mm. I, I dig about the fog it, it is the fact that every time when, when i'm watching it i get to a point of where i go hang on a minute why is it concluding it's only just started, <laughs> <laughs> and end I go, holy shit! It's just it's it never tries to. It's never got like a big action scene or a big scene or anything like that. It just ticks along at this really fucking nice pace that it, you you just get a little bit kind of lost in its location, its atmosphere, and all of these bits.
5: Mm,
3: yeah.
0: um, that it, it's just so floaty, but. Pussy magnet it's got so pussy like, magnet in it yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> um guy gets tail
0: I mean, he fucking does <laughs> like so easy just gets tail
3: i really like jamie lee curtis in this as well i like, like young jamie lee curtis but everyone just kind of goes oh halloween and i think this one kind of gets forgotten about a bit doesn't it in the mix
0: yeah it so does yeah and she's definitely doing a different thing with this she's going mm. for a different vibe with mm. this um but, but yeah it's it it's such a it, again, I think the fog kind of gets lost within the you know Halloween and the thing and, and other carpenters of the, the air um but it's it, it for, for me it's definitely it, it's definitely up there as as, as high end carpenter
3: yeah, I think it's just one of those kind of low key fantastic movies, but it's not it's not doing out flashy really, is it, so it doesn't
0: no, but the thing is, I think I watch the fog more than I watch yeah. the thing
3: yeah. Yeah, I
0: like the thing. I do like the thing.
3: Should do that this week,
0: but I watch The Fog more often than I watch The Thing. Okay, yeah, 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 and I watch Escape from New York more than all of them.
5: Yeah,
0: Escape from New York, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like, what, 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 what you've been watching.
3: We've been rubbish this week, we, we
0: have been terrible this week.
3: Apologies, guys. Apologies.
2: Um, do you know what I watched this week? Did you watch uh, Escape from New York? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean the uh, the blank check podcast are doing uh, John Carpenter at the moment, which is uh, proving a, a a good excuse to uh, to to rewatch some. So yeah, I've I've actually got quite a few here, guys. So bu- uh, buckle in, sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, Escape from New York. I mean that film is just a five star banger every which way yeah. you look at it. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> just Kurt Russell straight from his fucking first conversation with Levan Cliff Clif- where It's just like. Uh, and the president is missing. The president of what? <laughs> it just, it's great.
0: It's great. Um, it's the, it, it, it's the fucking um, chandeliers on oh, uh, no, uh, fucking in the, the duke's car. It's just, it, it's the, the little touches like that that
2: are just fucking brilliant. And just in the score, it's like the Symphy stuff, but there's almost like some cowbell in it as well. Where it's like, bunk, 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 bunk
0: the escape from new york theme um theme tune is something that i hum almost every day to myself <laughs> Fair
2: enough. hell yeah.
0: yeah but yeah no i'm I, I, it, absolutely it's Sorry. that thing you know when you when, when you're like when you're doing like a, a, a mundane task but it's not like a mundane test it's just a task that you do every day so it, it stops being mundane it just becomes something you're doing yeah. so like it's you while you're jerking off um, <laughs> so. i mean yeah no I don't, I don't consider that mundane at any point um and it's 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 only like a six minute song as well um so but like like when i'm flicking the lights on at work and i'm do, putting the shutter up and bits like that almost daily i'll be fucking humming the uh <laughs> the escape from new york song theme song <laughs> But that's, uh, I'd
2: love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, I mean, noted masturbation fan, Ernest Borgnine as cabbie is just <laughs> fucking fantastic. Um, For context there, they talk about this on Blank Check, but it was the first time I'd ever seen it. There is a clip on YouTube of Ernest Borgnine on like Fox News being interviewed. And they say like you're looking great for your age and you you know you're so spry like what's the secret? And he's just like I don't I don't think I can tell you. And then like the host is like no no what? And he just leans in and just whispers I masturbate a lot. But it, <laughs> <laughs> And like the looks on the other faces as they're kind of comprehending what it is he's fucking saying is incredible. And he's just there fucking laughing his ass <laughs> off.
0: He, he's a man who hasn't taken anything seriously for a good 50 years
2: yeah i mean like bless bless his soul like that's a proper rest in peace uh, ernest borgnine he 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 did he did well um yeah. but yeah he's I, I, and he's great in escape from new york and it, it just um yeah i, I it's it just it it, it it, a terrific film perfect length and just in and out um but a great time and um, just a shout-out for Frank Doubleday as Romero, the uh, almost goblin-looking dude with the teeth. Oh, um, oh yeah. Fucking incredible. Incredible. Um, He's he at the beginning.
0: Sorry? When he hits is at the beginning.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, oh, great stuff. Uh, so Escape from New York. Uh, Iron Man 3, which I watched in preparation for Shang-Chi, because uh, of Ben Kingsley, basically. I really like Iron Man 3. Um I, I think it's one of the most unique feeling films of the MCU. Um, it would be interesting if they'd let Shane Black do something like that film again. Um, kind of feel like they probably would. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's fun. Good action sequences, good characters. I, like, the if knowing that Rebecca Hall was originally supposed to be the big bad, um, but the former head of Marvel, Marvel Bosch that because she wouldn't sell toys. And apparently Guy Pierce would, um, th- that makes, that does make the film look, look worse. Um, you know, the whole idea of someone who was basically used and tossed away by Tony Stark turning out to be a big bad, just feels like a really natural fit. Um, and Rebecca Hall's really good in it when she's in it. And then she's just like, fucking unceremoniously killed off in the set like the end of the second act um it 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 it, it doesn't hang right so but yeah I, I i think iron man 3 is really really solid um it hold it holds up well and it, it has just got that Shane black sensibility which is which is unique for those films um finished off my completely unnecessary pirates of the caribbean franchise watch um with uh Dead Men Tell No Tales or Salazar's Revenge. Uh it was the only one that I hadn't seen pre- uh, previous to this set of rewatches. It's better than On Stranger Tides, um for sure. Um it's weird that the emotional arc in the film belongs to Jeffrey Rush's Barbosa. Like why? Odd. Um but I think the first half hour 45 minutes is fucking brilliant like really really good trying to recapture like the air of the first one um and then it just gets bogged down in um you got to go and get this thing to do that thing and then you're gonna look at that thing and all it turns out that thing actually meant that and then there's a battle at the end but the battle was really anticlimactic like really anticlimactic. And also I I was watching it and um, Donna came in at one point and she, she was like, Oh, what's this? I was like, Oh, it's the last Pirates of the Caribbean. And she was just like, Javier Bardem, that CG looks worse than anything out of the ones that I've seen, and she'd seen the first three. And she yep. she was right. Yep. Like right. Javier Bardem in this. And it's like his hair is like kind of like floating up because it's like he's stuck in the water or something. And it's just you look at Davy Jones, and Davy Jones is this like really like visceral, almost like tangible. You feel like you could actually reach out on the screen and like touch him and get a shit load of like sea mess on your hands. And with Javier Bardem, it's like you'd you'd reach out and you just like you'd like your hand would just go through him like it's just air, it's nothingness. Um, and it was really distracting, but. Um, yeah, and also I will say Kaya Scodelaro is like the 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 young woman of the film, um, and she's v- very good actually, v- like very spunky, and she's you know she's got heft to her. Brenton Thwaites as the young man of the film is an absolute wet fart. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that. David Lynch's June watch the new 4K of this. Um. Dune is a film which uh, has got vision and production design and score and fucking nothing else. But those things are so good that I would still mildly recommend it. Mildly. That film spends the first half hour, 45 minutes, setting up a world and doing it slowly and kind of doing it interestingly. And then spends the next hour and a half basically on fast forward. (laughs) it's like if somebody read dune and then had a stroke and then you ask them to recall the plot of dune um so that's dune yeah um yeah believe me but the thing is watching this it's like shit if denny Viernerve can do this but good uh, we're on for something so i'm excited for that um and I'm on to my last two. Um, Laputa Castle in the Sky. Ooh. First time watch. Was it? Yeah. What did you think? Did it break you? Hell yeah. This film fucking rules. It's um, fucking brilliant. It is Sky Pirates, which is brilliant. And that's great. And you've got Uncle Pom. He's this old man in a cave. And he thinks Pazu's a demon. That's great. They go up in the sky. There's a pirate mum and all these guys who I kind of thought weren't her kids. And then I think they actually are. And then for some reason, they all want to fuck this like 15 year old girl. But it's like kind of gentle and it's a little bit. Uh, are they just idiots? And is she actually older than 15? I don't know, but I'm going with it. It's fine. And then they go to this fucking castle in the sky. And then video game reference time. Um, it basically, I think, near Automata, it was very much inspired by Laputa Castle in the Sky, and that game has got some beautiful shit going on in it, and this has as well. Moss-covered robot who just wants to tend the garden and look after the birds. I want him to, and and the fox things. I want him to be my friend. The, um, the, the Moscow robot where everything starts attacking it and, he has, and he's just shooting it down is a beautiful scene. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah it is. I don't like it. And I don't yeah. want to talk about that again, because I don't uh, like
0: yeah. it. It, it. It isn't it? It, 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 it gets you. And when I scream it to stop and it just won't stop. It is fucking... It, weirdly, it, it is one of the most harrowing things I've seen in cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fucking it's, horrible. Yeah, it is. And But... Yeah, it 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 properly fucking broke me, you in it Bex? Great film. Great. Um
2: and you had it as a choice early on in Patrons Choice, didn't you, Bex? I
3: did
2: yeah. Yeah. Um people fucked up not voting for it. They did.
3: They
4: did. And they voted for my choice, but I'll say that.
2: You done bright.
4: fucked up. Um last one. So, uh, this is on Netflix, and it's got a title where it's
2: just like, well, I need to watch this then, don't I? A classic <laughs> horror story.
3: Is that the Spanish one?
2: Um, I think it's Italian, maybe. I've got
4: that in my think...
2: watch list. Um, so, <laughs> I'd be intrigued to see what you think about it, Bex. Um, okay. It basically is kind of like, um, it's almost like, Got a little bit of Texas Chainsaw, got a little bit of Midsommar, um, got a little bit of fucking um, like 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 different genres of films, all kind of mixed up in it. Um, hence the title, a classic horror story, because it's almost like a fucking like just chucking them all in and just being like, this is a classical horror story. Um, but then it, it, it's got some meta elements to it as well, which I'm, I'm not going to really talk about. Um, what did I say on Letterboxd about this? Just, maybe that'll just sum it up for me. Um bear with. Quite fun in moments, and there's a kill towards the end, which is just great, ha, 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 blimey stuff. But the increasing, look how meta we are being nature got rather tired, and I kind of just felt like it was very pleased with itself, didn't hate it, but deFO won just for those inclined and yeah that's that that's about it. There is a kill towards the end that is properly <laughs> shit uh <laughs> which was great um yeah i um Bex watch it and we'll we'll talk about it
3: what's that sorry
2: watch it and we'll talk about it
3: yeah i will do i'll watch it this week
2: yeah cool all right it'd be yeah i'd be intrigued um maybe then we can maybe get a little bit spoilery because uh maybe those are the aspects where i i I fall off of it so yeah (laughs) um so that will do for what we've been watching actually no one thing i forgot to talk about last week i believe i did anyway. Europa which was an uh, Edinburgh film festival film um which played the can director fortnight um it's basically like uh our uh, I think it's like 72 minutes long it's like real short and it's basically a um guy is crossing a country border and is hiding from uh kind of like border agents and people who basically just want to kill immigrants um And I thought it was it was all right. Uh, There's a review on Pod Syndicate for it. Um, It it, considering it was only 72 minutes long and has that plot. I didn't feel particularly tense for long moments of it. Great opening. There's a fantastic sequence where someone picks this guy up and like he hitchhikes. Uh, That that's wonderfully tense. And, um, and then the ending is is nicely. Oh, what did that mean then? Um, but there are large chunks of just watching this guy walking about in the woods. And I know I'm supposed to feel tense because it's just like something could happen at any minute. But nothing happens for long enough that you just go. When is something going to be ha- happening? I hope it's in any minute. Um, so, yeah, I, I I thought it was a bit of a misfire, but it was very, very well intentioned. Um, And I think it might be playing LFF, actually. I think I remember seeing it in the listings. Um, But yeah, not necessarily worth your time. It was on the online screen, a library for Edinburgh, so I wouldn't be surprised if it is for LFF as well. Um, So that will do for that. Let's move on to Vanilla Sky. Let's do the retro review. Let's do the patron's choice Nice. Uh, so Vanilla Sky is directed by Cameron Crowe and stars Tom Cruise Cameron Diaz Jason Lee Penelope Cruz Timothy Spall others Noah Taylor's in there Silda Swinton's in there blimey Kurt Russell's in there good cast Hmm. so uh, Michael Shannon's in there Michael Shannon's in there as a security guard. Um, so, yeah, the Sky, Sky uh, remake of the Spanish language film, Open Your Eyes, Los Ojos, or something like that. Um, and uh, Concerns David Ames, played by Tom Cruise, who is the son of a publishing magnate who is having what would many would consider to be a dream life, as in Cameron Diaz is essentially his fuck buddy, and he can pretty much do whatever he wants. He has a magical night with Sophia played by Penelope Cruz. Uh, After that, he takes a drive with Cameron Diaz. She tells him that she swallowed his cum and that means something. And it all goes wrong from
4: there. Um, Jordan. When you swallow cum, does it mean something?
1: (laughs) It depends on the situation.
2: It's a good answer.
1: But do do you know what film that I want to watch? I want to watch a sequel to Vanilla Sky, where David Ames now lives in 2021, and he's now living in in, in a one-bedroom apartment because publishing's gone to the shit.
2: Um. This is not my original joke, but I heard someone say what a sequel title for Vanilla Sky could be once, and this actually feels quite appropriate, Chocolate Ground.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Well,
3: he but no, uh, saw... tell him, don't they, before he wakes up that his money's not worth much in the modern yeah. world.
4: Yeah.
1: But Vanilla Sky, so I have a bit of a, like, a relationship with Vanilla Sky because it was, as a sort of a middle-aged teen one of my favourite films. I remember it was one of those films that really just opened doors into different ways that you can tell a story. And did it open how your it, eyes, Jordan? It, it did. It, yeah. it abreastless or just me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it. it I, I, I just used to find it really great. And every time I do actually return to it, I get a hell of a lot of nostalgia out of it. Now... That on one side, the other side is this film isn't anywhere near as smart as it thinks it is. Now, that is both a negative and something that I maybe naively look over because the second half of this film and I don't know if it's just because we've seen it um, before or anything like that, but it's, everything is telegraphed. There's no nuance, there's no slyness to it. It's Every single bit of like twist that's delivered is just dropping a brick on your head, saying "Look out for this! Look out for this! Look out for this!" Whereas if it was a little bit more, I mean, secretive with its twists, I think it would have been better. Um, But Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, the first forty minutes of this movie is just a joy. The chemistry that they, those two um, actors, have is unbelievable it's electric and i will say i will always thank *Villa sky for being the film that introduced me to jeff buckley and he will always be in my heart for that
0: (laughs) well i I remember i was at this point i was already a bit of a jeff buckley obsessive um as 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 Noel's um cd collection can now uh, attest to Uh, (laughs) and um yeah so i do remember kind of like when when last goodbye kicks in in that i do kind of always remember doing a a a precursor to the um the dicaprio meme thing (laughs) and kind of going holy shit because it it was there wasn't you hadn't had the jeff book explosion that you had um, yeah. now where there's, there's there's so much out there yeah. from what is it it was just you know if you're a fan you had one album that was it <laughs>
3: yeah
1: yeah and to say i mean even that Jeff Buckley, i mean the soundtrack is incredible it opens up on Radiohead, which is superb this it's just one of those where yeah if i looked at it, it in a critical eye i could really poke holes in it and sort of mock it but because I have that relationship, because I have that nostalgia, I let ahead of a lot of it slide, and there is stuff there which I do enjoy in the second half, but yeah, it's just a bit, it's a bit blunt force trauma.
2: That's an interesting way of putting it, I like that, blunt force trauma,
1: yeah.
0: Um,
2: Mark, uh, when you swallow
0: cum, does it mean something? It happens so often that it stopped meaning anything.
3: From El Cal expect expecting. you've
0: silenced Ian. You got anything about to say about the film or uh <laughs> um, if I had swallowed Tom Cruise's cub, it would have mean something to me. Um I the thing is I remember seeing the cinema um and it it not quite clicking with me. Mm. I remember coming out of it uh a little bit like quite right. Have I, I? I felt a little bit like I'd fallen asleep for a portion of it. Uh, I hadn't. I checked. Um, and then how did you check? What? How
3: did you check? I
0: just made sure of myself and knew that I had. Do hadn't.
3: I feel well rested?
0: Yeah, no, I don't. um, so I went back to see it like a few <laughs> days later. Sorry. Uh, I went back to see it like a few days later again and still had the same feeling. Um,
3: yeah. who'd you go with?
0: I went on my own both times because you wouldn't come with me. Um, yeah, I was
3: going through my Tom Cruise thing at the time. Yeah, you were. Um,
0: and so And then I the thing is, every time I watched it, I kind of almost wanted to like it, but then could just never quite it never quite clicked with me. This was the, the the time where it most clicked with me.
4: Yeah.
0: Watching it here. Yeah. Um and I really like it. Let you say, um John, it, it's it's nowhere near as smart as it maybe likes to think it is. Um and it's it, it. I I almost feel a little bit like I don't know why it didn't line up for me.
3: I think it's nowhere near as smart as we all thought it was at the time. Like I think maybe we've all just kind of changed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: that's what it, that's what it might be as well. Because I saw, when I saw this what it came out in two thousand and one. I would have been fourteen, fifteen at the time. So it was a. Um, undeveloped mind.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think that's it. I think when you're looking at, it, you're looking, you're almost looking from that age. You're looking up to um, you know, the the, the um, Cruise's character,
5: mm.
0: and you're going, Yeah, well, that does look a fucking cool life and all this lot. But
3: it does look a pretty cool
0: life. But now, you, now you're kind of around the same. You know, you're a little bit older than him, and you're going, oh you knob, you're doing all the wrong things with that life, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you're almost looking at it from 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 that way. Um and but yeah, I, I, I really did get on with it quite well. It, it was it's you know Crab and Crow hasn't made a lot of movies. Um and it, he was very much within this sort of four year period between sort of Jerry Maguire and this was his weirdly I I I think I'm right in saying his most prolific period as a filmmaker. <laughs> um because he made three in the space of five years um and I don't think he'd done anywhere near that before um but he was he definitely had a fucking mojo going with um with Almost Famous and and this you know that's the only time he's made two films back to back in two years and so he definitely had like a creative juices kind of very much sort of flowing within him um, you can't you can't respond I to did, a question about yeah, comment and then have juices. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he was at that point where everybody wanted to, to to work with him. You know, the the cream of the crop wanted to work with him. <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> yeah. Stop it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, people wanted to get cream with him. Yeah. Yep.
3: You took it too far then. I know I did. <laughs> you lost, you lost the metaphor.
2: So, um, Bex, I'm not going to ask you that same question because I've I've asked you previously, and the answer will haunt me. Uh will continues to haunt me for for years. I have the
3: answer and everything.
2: Uh, well, all right then, Bex. If you swallow, cum, does it mean something?
3: It means I don't have to worry about getting enough protein for the rest of the day. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: um okay i'm going to ask a sub question um have you ever done any analysis as to the uh protein content of uh book?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't actually to be fair is is basically fall into bits so it's probably more poison at this point <laughs>
4: <laughs> my deck jizz you are my deck jizz <laughs>
0: Like, it's. I yeah, just think it, it's, it's like,
3: like your prospects are getting laid tonight, there,
4: Mark. Well done.
0: <laughs> so I can sell a job.
2: Fucking out. Um. But what did you think of the film? Oh God, I wish I didn't ask. What did you think of the film, Bex? Uh-huh.
3: Um. Yeah. Do you know what? it's it, It's. It's a very good film, and it, it's. Um. I think I think we've covered most of it. It's just it's nowhere near as clever as it thinks it is. And I think it kind of wraps itself up trying to be clever. And it just it spends so much time on that that it's it, it ends up not being quite as engaging, like you say, in the second half. Um, I remember um, being really confused the first couple of times that I watched it because I think I actually did fall asleep the first few times we watched it um, as to where the actual cut off point was I think I always fell asleep for the bit where it's like it's the bit in the street where you get, get passed out mm. um, but yeah I mean it's it's perfectly watchable it's just it's not the mind bender that I think it wants to be and Cameron Diaz's character is annoying as fuck isn't it. Mm-hmm than she's
4: supposed to
3: be i think she's great you like crazy bitches though don't you you'd be like hey cameron that's a fair point on fucking date
2: i was having a conversation with Jordan on whatsapp um uh maybe yesterday and um and actually considering mark's predilection for crazy bitches now i'm usually like yeah all right then i'm kind of into
0: the vibe here yeah i i i doing stuff like saying to her on oh, a night out, go, 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 throwing the keys and going, oh, you can drive. I'm tired at the moment though, don't you? Just to see what happens.
3: She'd, she'd want to do it four times then I? Could you be up for that? Well, she'd want to do it four times. Four times
0: means something. It does mean something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take it to the next fucking level and go. How fucking crazy you get if it's five? <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking do this. <laughs>
1: I, I, I must say that scene itself did seem like it was written by like a fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it felt so awkward. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I do like Tom Cruise's reactions during it though, where like first off he's just kind of like joking about and whatnot, and he just gets increasingly more uncomfortable. Um, and then when the car does crash like the the matter of fact way it's shot where it just goes off the bridge smacks into that wall and then just like 10 seconds later you see people running towards it that was great like that's such a fucking hell is that yeah that's that's what car crashes are like in real life it's just like a few seconds of
3: of madness Car crashes are normally like explosions and lots and lots of noise and dramatic music but it's just so like lucky like kind of like the there's no bells and whistles about it and that yeah it is probably is what it is like in in real life
2: sorry it just the, yeah no no absolutely but like the, and that whole kind of like it's so high tension and stressful in that car And then the outer world is just almost carrying on as if it it, it, like none of it matters. And Mm. just the way that it's spent all the the, like this film so far on David Ames and kind of like how important he like he thinks he he is and like like how the world revolves around him. Then you've got that one shot where it's just like you're just a fucking dude in a car that's gone over a bridge. But I, I I like that kind of like that, that momentary he's not like the hero of a story he's just a fucking guy and i i, I thought that was affected but yeah i mean, I remember seeing this in the cinema and when he wakes up and that sky's a funny color just turning to the per- like one of the people i was watching it with and just going like i can't cut <laughs> the sky's a bit of funny color this bit isn't real And then it turned out, shit, I was right. You know, like, but then it's it's interesting, because you've got Noah Taylor like, talking to him in that bar, and saying like, you control the world around you. And then it feels like there's probably another 20, 25 minutes, because then after that, it's the whole him killing Julie slash Sophia. And then, like, all the explanation, and it's like, but Noah Taylor's made it very, very clear that this shit isn't real. So why are we now watching you slowly work this out or be told it when he's told you you control this fucking world? it like It's a weird place for that section to be.
1: And that's it. It's... It's the fact that it is so blunt with it, and not only that, but it's even at the end. It's so the fact that it's it spells it out in a psycho esque coda of this is exactly what happened, and I just want well just be it give a little bit of leeway. Do you know what I mean? Put a, leave a little bit to the imagination. Um, I don't be wrong. I like the way it gets up to the fact of. it it goes to the question of, okay, should I continue my life on, or should I live in the past? And that is kind of what the story of, like, the the message of the story is, I believe. Um, Of not dwelling on the past, but looking at the future. But Mm. yeah, you don't need the full-on explanation in the longest elevator scene ever. (laughs) Alright, that elevator keeps going, sorry. No, no, no
3: an interesting that's question, though, isn't it? It's like,
4: would you plug back into the matrix? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's the thing
2: as well. If it's like, look, we've we fixed the bug. This isn't going to happen again. We're not going to charge you for tech support, which I thought was a nice yeah. fucking moment. Um, and uh, you know, you could just continue on. You can forget all this ever happened, or you could take your chances in the real world. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, all right, you're dreaming, but you want to have this dream about Sophia, don't you?
3: There's no Sophia in the real world. She's dead.
2: No, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. And it's like, I I didn't really get the arc of, yes, he wants to wake up. Mm. Because the the whole problem is, I've killed my girlfriend thinking like she was. Like someone else is like being, I, I was being like gaslit by the seven dwarfs and whatnot. That's been solved. Oh, okay. I'm in this thing, or I can wake up and who the fuck knows. It, I, he says goodbye to Sophia at the end, but I I don't buy it. I'm like, why aren't you staying with her? It, it, it doesn't, it, that, that arc doesn't work for me. Like, straight, straight up.
3: I think maybe once he realises that he never actually had anything with her apart from that one day, though. Living in a dream so, world maybe seems a bit hollow. I don't know. But he wouldn't remember that, would he?
2: But, yeah, because that's the thing. He wouldn't remember that. And I don't get that, OK, I need to understand that it was basically an infatuation with Sophia. Because he's having the relationship with Sophia and... He's shagging her when he kills her, thinking that she's Julie, you know, like there, there's not that break of I need to wake up and live my life because I realize that it was an infatuation. There's never that bit there. It goes from I'm living my life with Sophia. This buggy shit's happening. Oh, that's the solution to the buggy thing. Actually, do you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm going to I'm going to go and live a real life. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't click for me within within
4: this film.
3: With no money, just living as a normal guy because my 150 years ago money
4: will not be worth as much now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes not make sense to me. Matrix all the way, baby.
2: Straight up. That's the thing. If we're living in a simulation, I'm telling you guys right now, I'm fine. You know, my life isn't perfect, but it's perfectly fucking agreeable.
3: So now so- I have to do with some tech support to get rid of this pandemic bullshit.
2: Yeah, yeah, the literal virus yeah. that it has.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you can get rid of the people who are fucking spitting on other people and fucking taking what is it like cow dewormer or horse, horse dewormer, dewormer, dewormer yeah. or whatever it is, thinking they're fucking treating themselves. Take those people out. That's absolutely fine.
0: Nobeds and taking you know, up drugs meant for horses, like cat, like. And then this fucking dewormer that people—what is that? There. there is nothing more American than people having to wait outside hospitals after being shot because the beds are full of people who have who have taken a horse dewormer. Mm.
4: Good point. Um. So I feel like have we have we talked Vanilla Sky
1: through? I think we have. We are. What we haven't talked about is how. How early into the shoot did Tom Cruise um, get Jason Lee on board with Scientology? That is the question I want to know.
0: <laughs> I think it was already beforehand.
2: Isn't that why Lee, it, like, as well as the almost famous thing, but Tom Cruise is like, yeah, he could be my wingman. I can talk to him about Scientology because so, like, like, he's into it.
1: Maybe, maybe.
2: Good on Jason Jason Lee is good in this. He is. He's not being asked to do much, but he is good. And he feels like the kind of guy who is just gonna go, shit, you're interested in, in the girl I'm interested in. I can't compete with that. Like I'm good looking, I'm charming, I know I'm not Tom Cruise. Good for you. Yep. That's
0: Jason Lee's level. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's odd, but yeah. But he's again he's very good in this, but he was very good at cropping up in a lot of things around this time
4: that he was really good mm. at Um yeah, for me, touching cloth. Um
2: I think it's all right. And I'm the one who picked the fucking thing, so fuck me, I guess.
0: The four K was fine. Yeah, good transfer. Look good. I i relate to. It. i'm definitely not shit I, I i like this the most this the most i have liked it
3: yeah i would say definitely not shit. i get enough out of it to to not be like negative on it i think
1: me too definitely not shit. so I, I get a lot of nostalgia out of it
2: well i mean if we've learned anything today is that when we all swallow cum it means something and gives us protein
0: so. <laughs> Let's oh, out of
3: 2016, Lee no longer practices Scientology. Yeah, I
0: did tell you this when you made the Scientology comment in the film. I said he isn't didn't, didn't practicing anymore. Oh,
1: I didn't know that.
3: Oh, that's alright. We can like him again. He's not mental.
2: Is that why he hasn't been in any, anything <laughs> for years? Because <laughs> like the thetans are out of balance or whatever the fuck it is. Maybe it is. Right. Piggy, piggy, pig, 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 pig. Pig is directed by. Michael Zarnowski and stars Nicholas Cage, Alex Wolf, and Adam Arkin. So, Pig is the story of a chef who is living in the woods with his pig. The pig is kidnapped one day, and the chef recruits a guy he sells truffles to, Amir, played by Alex Wolf, to find his. Fucking pig, Jordan McGrath. Um, when Nicolas Cage is talking to the chef about halfway through the film, did you feel like uh you were watching a man's soul collapse? Because I did.
1: Absolutely. Um, there is there is a subreddit called "Uh Watch People Die Inside." <laughs> um, um, <laughs> And that would definitely be in there. <laughs> but so I liked I liked Pig. Um I didn't actually think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Uh Nicholas Cage, again, he's an interesting one, but he's superb in these superb in this, but he's also absolutely superb in that scene. Like you you get him staring into that guy's soul and just tearing him apart. It's great to watch Um, There's parts that I like more than others And even the the parts that I don't like That make no sense I still kind of enjoyed Like The the stuff I don't get Is there an actual truffle mafia Like going on In Portland Where we go And get put into a chef's Fight club (laughs)
3: I, I reckon Nick Cage will have it. In.
1: That 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 is baffling to me, and it just feels so out of place with the entire rest of the movie. That it just goes into sort of truffle fight club. Um, but other it's a than
3: that, well, Jordan. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> the 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 idea
0: behind it is it's so that the um the hospitality people can take out their aggression on the chefs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not allowed
0: to fight back, is no, he? No, he's not allowed to fight back. He's then just got he to take
1: a beating. to the beat money him. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, that actually get, you know, I find it interesting, but I don't feel it, 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 like it belongs in this movie. Um, But I, so I, I liked its vibe. I liked its energy. I liked the low-keyness of it. Um, And yeah, I mean, the stuff which I don't... It's one of those things where there are plot points that I don't know if they just aren't answered or that I just didn't fully get because why did um, the guy's dad who's like the big bag of the play, why did he not like Nicolas Cage? Did he steal his wife? Or did he do something to his wife that made her go into like a mental institution? Like why did he arrange for the pig to be taken and
3: I think I, he just wanted a truffle yeah personal
1: i don't
0: think I don't think there was any I don't think he even knew whose truffle pig it was
1: so I thought it was personal like when he turns up on the guy's porch it seems like they knew each other it I may was, have read something looked- completely into that but yeah i I felt like that that was an actual because he said that when he found out that the pig was his. He had to take it or something like that. And I was just like, "Well, I I, I don't understand why." So like, but if, if there is actually no connection, then that makes a little bit more sense. But it felt like it was amping up to that, and it, my, it never really delivered it.
3: Yeah, my my reading on it was that not that they knew each other, but that just chefs of that kind of stature are just known, aren't they? And especially if you work in the industry, I think it was just that it was a recognisable name slash face when he eventually turned up at his house. Yeah. That was my read anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm. Which, which may be just me not, not, not clicking on then, um, but like, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I wouldn't say it's great. I mean, I, would I watch it again? Probably not for a few years, but it's it's a nice what, Ninety-seven minutes? Sorry, 87 minutes? Can't go wrong with that.
2: mm,
4: mm. Um, Becky? hmm Did you want to eat the pig? No. I don't eat the pig. No, I kind
2: of to did. To that looked look like a like... fucking chonky pig. I'd
3: say that. Oh, that bit, though, where he's like, I don't need her to find the truffles. I just, just love her. It broke my fucking heart. She's like his dog.
4: Yeah,
3: it's it's horrible. I was explaining the right so obviously we're all spoilers all the time. Actually. I was explaining the plot to my parents the other day, and I and I got sort of towards the end of it, and they were like, oh, so was he really happy when he got the pig back? I was like, oh no no, the pig's dead. And they were like, oh that's awful. So what what did he do? Just went back to his cabin and was sad. <laughs> probably won't watch that then, Bex. All right, yeah, probably not. <laughs>
2: But, Bex, when your mum swallows cum, does it mean something? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not got a headache for one, so good on her.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only Ian could ask that question of our best
3: mum. I need I, to
1: know.
2: <laughs> what's the number I'll ask her
3: they don't have a landline anymore and I don't know a mobile by heart. you can ring my dad if you like cool
2: what's his number <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll probably tell you later
2: I wouldn't you
3: know, my brother, my brother. <laughs> Ian after a few Jack Daniels oh, hi Steve when Elaine swallows come does it mean
4: something he'd <laughs> 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 probably have your track. Um, <laughs> oh,
2: Sorry, I've really lost my thread now. Mark, um, so Alex Wolf, right? Yep. He's an interesting one because there's another wolf, isn't there?
0: There's a Nat Wolf. And he's Nat Wolf. Yeah. I can't tell them apart. I can't. I can't. Um, to the point of where, for this entire thing, I was looking and going, Nat Wolf looks fucking different, doesn't he? <laughs>
2: so this one's the hereditary one in it
0: yes and his
4: brother is the other one he, he was, was the one who's in... in death note i think yes he was only deaf and thought and asked starts right.
2: right okay okay um so alex wolf yeah, seems to be a bit of a kind of a twenty-four adjacent adjacent boy. Yeah. Um, what did you think to him in this? Because I, I I don't know. I thought he was interesting. I mean, like, I I thought he probably had like the clearest arc of the film because Nicholas Cage doesn't really have an arc. He's like this guy who people react to. But what what did you think of Alex wolf in this? Because I, I like I I thought personally I thought he. Brought as much to the plate as Cage did, but in kind of
0: different, less obvious ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little bit the, the, the bit that I was most worried about um, for for Pig was uh, was Alex Wolfe's uh, character because I found him a little bit a little bit bland to watch, to be honest. Um, in, in, in other bits, but yeah, I thought he was he was very good in this. He um. He, you got the feeling that he was very much that he was living in somebody else's shadow and he was he was all a lot of bravado that he didn't even really seem to believe in mm. you know to the point where you know the, the ridiculous car that he doesn't seem like he can quite handle um and the fact that you know when he when he's arriving he's listening to this blasting out um Classical, classical music, music. Yeah. but then when cage gets in the car with him and they're driving back down he's actually listening to a guide to classical music um that's
3: so funny that bit where he just keeps turning it but, off. yeah
0: um so you've got you've got that it, it, this, this 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 kid who is trying who is all front and he's trying to he's basically you know George framed it quite well it, it's what we have is this this weird kind of what if um you know truffles were dealt in the same way as cocaine is and what if the people like the chef it was this this essentially like crime world about it
3: oh is this not how it is
0: what well, is not- i very much doubt it no um and so you know you, you've you got that element of it there is he's almost basically fucking fredo uh, of the whole party <laughs> yeah. um but for that and i, I kind of like that vibe about it but he's He's almost not wanting to... He's wanting to be a hard-ass like his dad Mm. and pretend that he doesn't give a shit and he's just doing it for what is it. But he's just a little bit too nice.
3: (laughs) I don't think he's so much at the start, though. I think he's very much kind of closed himself off to, like, allowing himself to do that. But by the end, he stops seeing, like, Nick Cage as a commodity that provides him with things and more as, like, an actual human being.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, it's just it's it's just an odd duck
0: of a film. This, it isn't really it? is an odd duck of a film, isn't it? Because like like obviously you think you've got the the weird fucking um, Fight Club esque bit within it, uh, um, and you've got like the food market that seems to be like fucking like some kind of underground. What's that fucking place that they go to in? Uh, You've got it in Star Wars, has one, Garden Galaxy, yeah, Pirates of yeah, Caribbean yeah, has one, smart. where it's that, what is it? Uh, mm. Fucking even fucking uh, Hellboy has one. Yeah. Um, like a got, yeah. Like a black market. Like a black market thing, and it, but, it's, but it's basically just a food market.
3: With the Fight Club thing, I reckon absolutely the person that wrote this has worked in hospitality in the past and it is wish fulfillment. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah without question. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you've got these wonderful moments of kind of like of almost prophetic um poetry within it the did the, the scene of where he basically says I remember you mm. you know like, you wanted to open a pub yeah is this what you want him to fucking do it like, into say, people doesn't it yeah and he's he's got that and the the weirdness of having the chapters of I mean ch- chaptered but the chapters making zero fucking sense and then just getting mm. up. The band. <laughs> it's the food that gets cooked in
3: the chapter.
0: It is but it's it's also not
3: I want to try that fucking mushroom tart out the first bit.
0: Well, then there's a second one. Is is something that doesn't even get cooked.
3: It does. Mum's French
0: Toast. Mum's French Toast. He doesn't... What is it? But then there's also the deconstructed scallop. Yeah, what which is, is it?
3: what they get served at the... Is, is that,
0: that it? I restaurant. missed that you with know? them. That's fine. But yeah, it's it, it's... it really is an odd film, but it works. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped in there. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, no, abs- no, absolutely. I think you're kind of saying what I was thinking. To be honest, it, it it's the world building that it does, but then it's just like matter of fact, you know. I, I it d- did have echoes of the continental in John Wick. You know, I mean, obviously the plot is very John Wicky, but the whole kind of like with John yeah. Wick, chapter two and chapter three, they kind of explain the world a bit more. But with John Wick, you are just kind of chucked into it and you kind of get it, but it like you don't get that explanation. And this does feel like that but like cage is just quiet and restrained and like like i mean i thought honestly i thought that scene with that chef was fucking extraordinary mm. um i think the the chef maybe overplays it a little bit much if i'm honest and i i think that might be in the direction but And I don't know whether that, that, like, even they were maybe going for a little bit of trying to be comedic with his reactions, maybe. But, um, the way Cage is so still and just says, says these things, but it's just looking at the guy and doesn't, like, doesn't even seem to be blinking. It's just fucking looking at him. And apps. And that whole kind of the you know yes all right you've achieved a high level in this thing but it's still not what you actually want to do and imagine almost like imagine with the skill you have imagine what you could be doing if you were actually putting it to something that you actually wanted to do is um i yeah i mean that that's it's almost like a short film in itself that bit it's
0: it a little bit is like you said there's a bit the bit just before it summarizes it up perfectly well, where you have the gar- the girl um uh, explaining the whole process and things like that of this so we've we've been to a restaurant very similar to that, haven't we? Yeah. Where that happened. And it was um and it was very nice, wasn't it?
5: Yes.
0: However, what did we do afterwards, Rebecca?
3: Went to Spark and had some yeah
0: we did um i think maybe a pizza and a pizza um and and so it was basically it 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 feels like somebody who is is written by somebody who has worked in that industry and wants to essentially go look the technical aspects of this and all that lot is impressive
4: but it's bollocks Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah it's um uh, I feel annoyed that I'm a little bit removed from
2: Pig at this point, but um, that, that scene really, really did stand out. And, uh, yeah, I kind of want to see Pig 2
0: chicken. <laughs> 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 when Nick gets, gets a chicken and he just lays eggs and he just makes awesome fucking what is it? And then someone just fucking, just fucking runs it over or something like that and he just goes mad again. Now this time he's trying to get rid of the chicken, but no one will take it. Yeah, the <laughs> chicken. What is it? At the end, at the end of it, he just kind of just, he literally snaps, just snaps his neck, and the next thing he's making a really nice fucking <laughs> like, chicken noodle soup or something
2: like that. <laughs> no, what yeah. the twist will be? There will be some sort of reveal where the chicken was tell it, trying to tell him all along that he was it, the chicken was the reincarnated soul of the pig. Oh. <laughs>
3: Oh, that bit's awful, though, where it's, like, they were just too rough with her. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it, 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 in all
2: seriousness, like a... I don't want to... I, 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 I don't want to eat that pig. I want to give that pig a hug. Like, yeah. That, yeah, that bit is fucking... Like, between that and the moss-covered robot in Castle in the Sky...
1: Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. But it's even, like... As soon as, like, the, the peak abduction happens, like... In my mind, I was like, okay, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes trying to find the people who um, stole the pig. And within, like, four minutes, we've I turned up yeah, we've, 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 we've turned up at, like, this ch- shanty place. And somebody said, he stole my pig. And she goes off and finds him within a second. And yeah. It's like, okay, well, that, that's that plot, like, plot point ticked off. What's what we're doing next?
3: Yeah. Hmm. Wasn't the film I expected it to be actually? I expected it to be a bit more. Um, I was concerned it would be a bit like what people have been saying, which is it's John Wick with a pig, and it's it's just it's not. It's quite understated, isn't
0: it? I, mm. I, I, and I like that about. I, it. I'm glad I'd heard that for people that somebody would say for people who are expecting Nick Cage does John Wick, but it's a pig. Mm. It's not that at all. Mm. This is a much more
4: somber piece.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Uh, I've got to put a poll out. Huh?
3: Silly
1: sausage.
3: that uh, uh Definitely not shit for me. I I, I really loved it actually. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. Definitely not shit for me as well. Yeah. Pretty solid week, you know. Um. Uh, sorry.
3: Nick Cage for the win again.
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> We've got Prisoners of the Ghostland next week. Woo-woo. So it continues.
0: Right. <laughs> Questions. Uh, we have one, uh, Rick Kid at Rick J Kidd With Netflix announcing an interactive film where characters have to escape WWE star The Undertaker's Haunted Mansion If you were making an interactive film <laughs> whose mansion would you choose to, for the characters to try escaping from and what predicaments would they face? Um...
4: David, Lynch.
3: David Lynch's mansion <laughs> All of them, all the predicaments <laughs> <Your camera laughs> de-
4: the
0: doesn't. first predicament is why is not it door off a fucking handle? What's the fucking door handle? Who's handle You push it, your arm just goes through it. Yeah. Why is there a fucking off?
3: <laughs> why is my face not my face anymore? Why is there a fetus in a cop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking weird. Oh, great, it's a fucking sandworm now. <laughs>
3: Things here, it's all going wrong.
1: Is, is it really bad that my first thought was Bill Cosby's mansion and what you have to get out? <laughs> is you've got different levels of different strength of tranquilizer? You're trying to get out.
2: Loads of
0: sweaters,
1: just loads of fucking sweaters. Is
3: it like the Nando's roulette wheel? You have to spin it and it depends what is the strength of tranquilizer.
1: It's like I'm just thinking, of like a POV where, do you know, in POV games when you sort of swing from side to side, and it's like you, you take one, you, it's a little bit worse, and you take another, it, it just gets to the point where you're there. Sorry, that's really dark.
2: <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, I was just thinking, like you go through, like it basically gives you the choice of either, um, oh god, I don't think I should say this actually. No, do you know what? Say it now. No. I, it gives you the choice of either being uh, injected with something that will um, make you numb but conscious while he does things to you, but he won't leave any bruises or a thing where you will sleep through the entire thing, but he can't promise how many bruises will be on you afterwards.
3: <laughs> this episode got so dark! I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> is the junior version like the Michael Jackson mansion then? Yeah,
0: that's the kids.
3: The junior experience, (laughs) yeah. You know, for kids. For kids.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've got a fucking Neverlander drink some Jesus juice. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I hope you come out with a £20 million payout.
2: (laughs) My answer would be Julie Gianni from Vanilla Skies Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Will you be turned on? Will you be murdered? I Will it be both?
0: (laughs) Who's to say? Mine's William Defoe's mansion. It's just a collection of random William Defoe characters and every time you get in you've got to answer a series of questions posed to you by that character. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine fucking opening a fucking door and thinking, we're finally out and fucking Bobby Peru's there with some tights over his face just laughing at you. Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah that's what i go or you, but...
1: or you could um go to west craven's oh, no, Wes, well, not west not west craven's west anderson's and it's just like a big big give of mousetrap <laughs>
3: <laughs> stop it john you've already won
1: <laughs> i've got a question actually go on um actually it's one for you and it's one for your listeners and if anybody has any answers do at me on twitter at george garage right where do people find podcasts now as in ones that aren't featured on apple podcasts or your podcatchers like back in the day you could actually scroll down uh, like an index of podcasts yeah you can't really do that anymore is there an index out there that you can do i mean i know it's
0: it's one of those things. If, you, if, if it's not a, a premium content one, so it's not like a, it's not if, one that is trying to be pushed and has a budget, has a big yeah. budget for each episode. It's quite hard to find. Um, social media, still, I still think it's a big thing for it.
1: But, well, that's it. But the thing, even with social media, you're trying to find things, you trying, you're trying to find something that you sort of know. Whereas you used to be able to, you used to be able to just fall across a few podcasts that you would never have done so by just clicking and saying, I'll listen to an episode of that. Really, yeah. You shouldn't really get that anymore. I think what, how I started to come across
0: a few more um, is I literally went through my um, my Twitter following list and deleted a lot of the crap. Um, and it kind of it changed my algorithm up a little bit. Um, and that kind of helped a little bit there i mean I, I think i'm i have like a staple of podcasts that i listen to um and when i get to like a new podcast i'll what i'll do is i'll try and mainline like four or five episodes in a day and that usually can, can either decide whether or not it's going to have me or I, i'm just not going to bother with it
1: that might be something i need to do but yeah i, I just thought i'd ask a question of saying like where do people find you shit really that isn't part of The Ringer, or part of some other huge network, but no, it's alright. By the way, I've got my choice, if you want my film choice for next week for the retro review.
4: Yeah, yes please. I,
1: I was going to do um, Holy Mortars, but I think somebody said they'd watch it recently. So, going off a bit of a um, Shang-Chi influence, my choice is 2002's Yimou Zhang's Hero.
0: Nice. I've got another watch. Um,
3: Mine? Go on, yeah. uh, Lost Highway.
2: Ooh.
0: <sighs> Sweet. Shall.
3: Are they in yet? I was in the bathroom. No. Come on, Ian, what are we watching?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I sincerely hope that we do not watch Summer of Sam.
3: Oh, I like Summer of Sam,
0: though. <laughs> the one with John Mc... Leguizamo Yeah, that as well.
3: I watched that really recently,
0: though. No, you didn't. You watched half of it. Watched half of it, yeah. yeah. You that, aren't you? Mm.
5: I'm
0: going to go for um, Dennis Hopper's movie, The Hot Spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I always
3: picking up random shit.
0: <laughs> what? Don Johnson, Virginia Marston. Um, a very young gentleman.
3: Connolly yeah yeah how young
0: she's like 19.
3: oh so not inappropriately young ian would be mm-hmm. all right
0: there's a lot of food in it <laughs> yeah but she's 19 i can do virginia all marsden is just really fucking horny for don johnson isn't it?
3: sorry can i just clarify virginia M- M- marsden or virginia madson? madson
0: sorry i keep saying that, I'll do that. i don't
3: know if it's like another person no it's not
0: same person okay uh but yeah yeah it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun people i'm gonna sell it here and then you realise that no one's allowed for it again.
3: Oh, <laughs> see, I was gonna go with video drum.
0: No, you can't go with video he... drum because he he, he, he he will rightly veto
2: it. I straight up, I said last week, I think, veto. Tell you what, you can do video drum if you want. I just won't watch
0: it. You two can talk about it.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah we might,
0: why, why don't we just watch video drop what about what, what, what we've been watching
3: because i haven't got a reason to force you if we're not watching it for the podcast
0: <laughs> I'm, i am not need to be forced to watch video drop okay
1: can you just watch, watch naked, naked lunch instead no. <laughs>
3: wait can we watch escape from new york
0: we might watch escape from new york
3: yay yeah. we'll just follow along in ian's like <laughs> yeah
5: <laughs>
2: that's the way follow follow in my wake um so Coming up next week, uh, we are, as we touched upon earlier on, we are going to be talking about *Malignant* and uh, *Cop Shop*. Yes. And I think if we've only got the two main reviews, shall we get *Breaking Dawn* Part One done? I watched it two weeks ago, so you guys are probably going to have to do the heavy lift, dig on this. You've got to
3: rewatch it.
2: Fuck off.
3: Experience that misogyny all
2: over again. (laughs) Fuck off. I'm not doing that.
3: There, um, there,
1: there, there is a film on Netflix I dropped, which I, nobody's talked about whatsoever. Um, and worth. I'm I can't, I can't, yeah, it's yeah, Keaton, it's Douchey. To... Uh, I, I can't wait to watch that.
3: What's this one? Sorry.
1: Worth. It. It's. It, it's about. The, um. Or is it like sort of some sort of legal battle regarding somebody has to. Find out a figure of what to give the families of the um, victims of 9 11.
3: Okay.
1: Michael Keaton one. Michael
3: Keaton, Stanley Tucci. Add to list. There we
0: go. I also, uh, there's a new movie on um, Star, on Disney Star. What is it? It's the John Cena one.
2: Uh, um, Oh, Holiday friends yeah I'm
3: not watching Holly, Holly friends. holiday friends
2: so.
0: i am watching uh, vacation friends
3: all right you can watch that
0: it looks fucking brilliant
3: i'm not as big of a john cena fan as you john
0: cena is a comedian genius
3: okay. so we're doing malignant cop shop summer of sam and breaking down part one
0: <laughs> yeah
3: okay <What? laughs>
2: cool very good um okay so uh jord thank you ever so much for joining us today sir where well, can you know, people just, listen to more of your lovely voice?
1: Uh, you can go to His Film, Her Movie, um, go HisFilmHerMovie.com. You've got all the everything that you need, all the links, all the links to Discord. We should get that back up and running, all the links to Twitter, Facebook, everything. We are going to start properly recording again next week. We've took it impromptu like maybe six weeks off. It wasn't planned, but it just seems to have life's got in the way a little bit too much. Um, people working, people going traveling, things like that. But we'll be back. Um, and other than that, just go on Twitter at Jord McGrath. But to be honest, most of the people who are listening this probably follow me anyhow.
2: <laughs> and so they should. Um, so we did the preamble earlier.
4: So I will just say follow, come. There's too much of it. It's
2: kind of just. Doesn't really mean anything anymore. Used to. It's just
0: used to mean something.
2: <laughs> you, you, when I swallow cum, my body doesn't make a promise anymore. It just goes, yeah, all right, that's fine. Is
4: there more coming? Cool. Mangos, it's Tuesday again then. Good night. Bye.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> but by the way, it doesn't have to be part of the show, but at least.
0: This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate Valley. For more criminally compelling shows,
1: articles and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.